BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Fill her up. You're listening to the Gas Digital Network. Conceive, believe, achieve. Shut the f*** up. <laughs> You're listening to Believe You Me with Michael the Count Bisbing. You know my name yet? And Anthony Lionheart Smith. The first show of 2023 and don't worry everybody we're not going to bore you with new year's resolutions and all the rest of it. although i've officially give up drinking for the 50th time since i've been doing this show but there you go uh anthony new year's eve was upon us what did you do wait so wait 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 you're giving up drinking again for a bit, yeah. For a bit. What I'm happened? not saying I'm never going to drink again. Oh, no, no, no. Nothing happened. Nothing oh, happened. But, okay. you know, start of the year, you know, I'm off to February. Sorry, off to off to Australia in February. You know, mm-hmm. it's commentate down there and I'm sticking around for a bit. I want to, and it's summer there. You know, I want to get yeah. in shape. I want to have maybe a glimpse of a six-pack poking through. Do you know what I mean? You never know if a movie role is going to come out the blue. So, and plus I want to feel healthier. That's all. That's all. Yeah, I feel way healthier when I'm drinking. no i new year's eve was good um man i don't i don't go out on new year's eve i can think of maybe maybe once or twice since i've since my wife and i've been together that we've gone out and maybe the first new year's eve we were together you know it's new and it's fresh and you go do something fun but and maybe one other time but most of the time we have some friends over we sit around we we had all the older kids we let them stay up till midnight and had some sleepovers and us and I don't know four or five other couples sat in my garage and watched football and drank in the garage and played card games. Question. And by the way, that sounds lovely. And I hope you had a lovely time. And I'm sure you did. I'm sure you got lovely friends. And uh, same here. Cause when I was there well, Friday or whenever it was new year's Eve, um, we just have a bit of food. Oh, we ordered pizza. We ordered some pizza, just very low-key. ordered some pizza, a couple of drinks, whatever at home. Nothing crazy, just drinking some wine. A normal night. <laughs> and then when I was in bed, I said, you know what? There's no amount of money that you could pay me right now. And to be fair, there definitely is. Uh, where you could put me in a nightclub or somewhere like that. And I'm like, whoa, yeah, come on. With strangers and hugging. I'm like, fuck that. Maybe I'm old and miserable. But the question I was going to ask you, the garage when I speak to Jason Perillo, Cheeto, Rockhold, they're in the garage. When I speak to you, you're having fun in the garage. What's wrong with the house? Uh, I, well, I think some of it is just the garage is where I hang out at. That's, yeah, you know, I'm tinkering and wrenching. That's my spot. I put a, I had a propane heater installed. So it's like, it's, you know, it's just on a thermostat. I just turn it up, turn it down. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just, I got two, I got two big screen TVs on the walls and it's just, it's my hangout spot. So when... <clears throat> We have the couples, like we have other couples come over that have kids that are similar ages. We let the kids fuck off inside. Yeah. And then we're outside where we don't have to hear all the bullshit. It makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. Although I I might be like, Anthony, can we go inside? It's freezing where you live. We're in Nebraska. We're hanging out in the garage. We're in t shirts. It's in 75 degrees. Come on. It's balmy. It's balmy. (laughs) Anyway, uh, mixed martial arts, another year is upon us. 
Anthony Smith is involved in a weird roundabout kind of way. Hopefully you're involved in the first pay-per-view of the year. You just trained with Jamal Hill, Anthony. Tell us about that experience real quick. Um, it was, it was interesting. You, you know how it is. Uh, and, and I guess for the, the believers and the listeners, it, it's different when you go to a new gym. If, if you're there and there's a bunch of super high level mixed martial arts, a bunch of, you know, top 10 guys ranked in the world or something, it's usually pretty calm because there's no egos. We all know that we're all good. There's no reason for anybody to try to, you know, play that dick swinging game. So, um, but then if you go to a gym that maybe there's only one or two real high, like real good high level guys, typically you're like, all right, I'm gonna have to fight like for this first day because people want to check you. They want to test you. They want to see how good you are. They want to see how close they are to your level. They use you as a, it's like their own personal gauge of where they're at. So I got the vibe that it wasn't going to be like that when I got there, but I, I couldn't have been more appreciative of the hospitality. They put me up in a nice hotel room. They gave me a car to drive. They bought all my meals. All the coaching staff came together and it was this, this real cool kind of brainstorming session. Like, what was your experience here? What did it feel like here? You know, what, and I just gave them everything I kind of had as far as here's how I would do it. Here's how I wouldn't do it. Here's where it's going to be tough. Here's where you maybe have some success. And they just took it all in and, and absorbed it. And, and, you know, I was really impressed with Jamal. You know, I don't want to give away any of his secrets of or anything, but it, I understand now, you know, you know how it is with, you see things on, t on film or you see someone fight on TV. And then um, sometimes it doesn't always quite make sense. Like, you know, that there's something there because they're, they've been successful up to this point. I mean, he's made it to be in the top six in the world for a reason. Um, but you don't always exactly understand why. And, and I, I see it now. I get it now. He's, he's very technical on his feet. He's, he's, he's strong. He's an athlete. He's fast. He's he, the one thing that, that really stuck with me about Jamal Hill is how fast he learns mm. it. You, you show him something, you drill through it a couple of times and then, you know, an hour later, I see him using it on someone else almost perfectly. I mean, he's he he picks up things very, very quickly. That's always the sign of a good fighter and a good athlete and someone that has a good brain for the sport. Uh, well, it's interesting. It's interesting, isn't it? So you, you're going down there to Brazil. Mm -hmm. When is the fight again? What's the exact date? 21st? Is 21st. It 21st. 21st, January 21st. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think there's a fight now before that. We'll get into that in a bit in a minute as well. Um Obviously, you're not going to be doing any work for ESPN because mm. potentially you could be fighting. So you're going to be weighing could in be. that morning. Yeah. Yeah. And are they, to use an English term, are the UFC weighing you in as well? If you know they what are. I mean by that. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Well, good. Oh, yeah. Good. Good. You know good, good. I'm excited to like, if I go there and, and, and if things go how I suspect they'll go, I won't fight. Mm -hmm. I've never been to an international event as a spectator before. Oh, really? Nice. Never. So I think it'd be cool to just be in Brazil. It, I've never been to Brazil and not been hated. You know, it's like I, I've always <laughs> felt like the Brazilian fans really, really like me. Neither they're, always, they're always so nice to me. Yeah. But when I go to Brazil, it's because I'm fighting a Brazilian. So, mm. you know, that they turn that hate on pretty, pretty thick. So it'd be nice to be there amongst the Brazilian fans in Brazil, in Rio um, and not being booed <laughs> yeah yeah that might be cool <laughs> well, well they do love their own although the reason i went neither advice the only time i fought in brazil was against vito belfort and they didn't seem to like him 
everywhere I went, mm-hmm. like walking around, people said they were all hoping he would lose. Anyway, um, so yeah, listen, you've kind of resigned yourself to the fact that 99.999% you're not going to be fighting. Let's be honest, Glover Teixeira isn't the type of guy to pull out of fights. Right. Certainly not going to pull out of this one because massive opportunity. You could label it as a striker versus a grappler. It's in his home country. It could be his last chance ever. So I think for Glover, you're going to have to literally chop an arm off to stop yeah. him walking into that octagon. And I'm sure Jamal, how old is Jamal? He's still, he's only kind of young, right? He's young. I think he's like, I think he's 30. Yeah. 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 So that all helps it's, with the injuries. That, that 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 was why I asked. The younger yeah, you are, yeah. the less miles on the clock, less bumps. He hasn't been, he hasn't been fighting that long. Like he's been training a while. He's been with the same coach, the only one coach since yeah. he was like eighteen years old. Um, but he's only been in the UFC for five years, and, and to his credit, he's only had one kind of real, real kind of knockdown dragout war. Mm. Otherwise, he's kind of just beating the shit out of people. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. he hasn't taken a lot of damage. Um, I, I just couldn't I, I don't want to rehash it too much. I just couldn't be more impressed with the team he's got there. You know, it's, nice. it's all super humbling, super they're super humble, they're super respectful, they're, they're appreciative, they're they're just they do a really good job of enjoying the process. Well, know, I wish I could happy. say that I was really proud and, and impressed with the team that we have here, you know. But fortunately, sorry, unfortunately, it's Brian and Harrington. Welcome to the show, boys. How are you? Jump oh, on. Give me a little four shot. Come on, get 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 Harrington. He's allowed to be on. Wait, before we go too far, Harrington, uh, my father-in-law was over here earlier and wanted mm-hmm. me to ask you a question. Your father-in-law, okay. My father-in-law was over here. Um, mm-hmm. He said he thought at one point in time that we made a rule that there was no more tank tops allowed. So <laughs> yes, he, he wanted to know what the fuck that was last week. Yeah, that was, was the... That? That- that was the special year-end celebration show. So I, I wore my formal tank top. Uh, yeah, and that's yeah. the only time you're ever going to see it. Well, good. But it's the only time I want to see it because that was thoroughly <laughs> disgusting. Uh, Brian, I think we spoke. You kind of just did the same as uh, me and Anthony. Low-key kept it in. Yeah, just hung out at home. I'm, I'm old and tired. I don't need to go out to the bars and get all hammered and shit. And what about Harrington? I know you don't drink, but did you go out and celebrate and get merry and kiss random people and, you know, be all cheesy and say things and promises and hugs and, you know, say things you don't mean to people that you'll never see again? No, I mean, I I went and I hung out with uh, 150 of my closest friends at Mm. a uh, fun little, uh, uh, like, event party spot in the Lower East Side. Uh, My friend threw a party. It was a good time. Uh, My my fiancé was there. It was, I loved the music. She hated it. By 12.05, she was already in the car. Like, let's go. The car started. We're going home. So. You know, it was fun. It's just, when it turns 12 o'clock, it doesn't matter to me. Even Lucas is like, because Lucas was upstairs in his bedroom. So I was like, maybe I should try and make it a little special. I'm like, Lucas, come down. You know what I mean? Well, uh, And he's like, Dad, it's just the clock changing. Who cares? I'm like, I fucking love you, son. You're no, absolutely no. right. 12 years old. Who gives a damn? Sounds like you had a lovely time anyway. Um, so where should we start? I mean, I guess the big story, Anthony, um, and Brian was very passionate at jumping in before the show we even started and defending the said Andrew Tate, Top G. Did you know they call him Top G? Not until he was in jail. The same here. <laughs> All I've seen is Top G, Andrew Tate, Top G. Brian, why did, why did they call him the Top G? And he's going to go, because he's the Top G, Avi. 
No, just I. You know what? It might be a snatch reference. To be completely honest, it's no. it's just some dumb shit that he calls himself. But uh, this does seem to me like uh, conspiring powers that be. That's all I got to say. Oh, you say it, it couldn't be that he's just a fucking douchebag, right? No, yeah, be. no, no, no. It could never be that today. <laughs> no, of course that. it could be. But uh, what people don't understand is that the Romanian legal system is very different than the American legal system. And just because they arrest you and put you in jail for 30 days doesn't necessarily mean they have anything. It's not like America. It's no, no, no. Well, well, yeah. uh, it sounds very similar to the English system. The way it is in England, you, you get arrested. You know, they investigate you. They release you on bail, and then whilst they while while you're on bail, it goes to the Crown Prosecution Services, and they investigate whether or not there's a case. You know, it's just slightly different because it it's like if the FBI and the Justice Department were the same thing. Mm. They're not two different departments, so it's like the people investigating you are also your your. Uh, the, the people who yeah. prosecute you, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but whatever I'm just saying, there's, there's differences all over the world, every country you go in. But um, um, so they've come out, they've arrested him. But the whole big thing is, because it all started, didn't it? I mean, it's not the reason why, but this is always in the news. I'll be honest, I don't know anything about Andrew Tate. I will say this, Anthony, last time we, he was brought up and I, because I don't know him. I don't know what he stands for. I haven't watched videos on him. I know very, very little. All I know about him is that I see these douchey videos where <gasps> sucking on a cigar in front of mm-hmm. a private jet or something and acting like a fucking, a you know, bag. a bit of douchebag, right? <laughs> douche I don't bag. know what it stands for. I, I I don't know. So anyway, I, I did fall down a little rabbit hole. I found myself agreeing with a few of the things he was saying on a couple of these videos. But regardless, I'm neither an Andrew Tate fan or a hater. But did you see the back and forth they had with Greta Thunberg? You must I have did. saw that. I did, yeah. You know... I, I kind of find myself, and I, we'll probably catch a little bit of hate for saying this, but I, I do find myself when it comes to his views on men not being pussies and, you know, got to gotta man up and, and yeah. deal with your, like that kind of vein of things that he speaks about. It's very similar to kind of like some Jordan Peterson type of stuff. Like I, I, I find myself agreeing with that kind of stuff. Now, when he starts getting like down the rabbit hole and some of the other shit that you've seen him say or heard him say, Jesus Christ, man, you're such a douchebag. <laughs> but uh, I did see his back and forth with uh, Greta. How do you say her last name? Thunberg. Thunberg. Greta Thunberg. Thunberg. Uh, I did see it. Yeah. She owned it pretty good, to be fair. Yeah. She, she let him was have talking it. about having what was it? Multiple Bugattis and Ferraris and shit like that. Yeah. Please send to my, uh, what was it? Smalldickenergy.com <laughs> or something. But then yeah. he came out and he did that response video. Yeah, I'm assuming you saw the response video. I seen, no, I, all I seen was the screenshots from the response video. Oh, I didn't hear what it, it said. Was, it was so that was that, the, that weird pizza box thing. Yeah, it wasn't even with. funny. It wasn't funny. He was trying to make it funny. He's like, I see you're admitting that you've got a small dick, right? Because she said her email address yeah. was small dick energy. It's not funny, bro. It's like, dude, come on, come on. It would have been better just saying, all right, all right, fair enough. Good one, Greta, or whatever, you know. But uh, So then the conspiracy theory, or the theory, is that uh, – they used the pizza box address, Jerry's Pizza on the side of it, and that's how they found out he was there. But yeah, I'm pretty sure the well, he doesn't really he doesn't really hide where he's at. He's driving Bugattis and Ferraris, and and you know that motherfucker announces himself everywhere he goes. It's yeah, not well, like they, he wants to be known that he's around. So yeah, he can't be hard to find. Well, it was a case back in April or something like that, I believe. Apparently, some women. 
I've uh, accused him of some wrongdoing on a heavy party night, I believe. But uh, that's about the extent of that I know about it. But yeah, the police know where he was. Go on, Brian's dying to jump in. Brian is. is the Lord, Saviour, Protector of Andrew Tate. I just, that's Brian, that's not just, what it is. I just I'm don't want us know. to look like just, assholes. Yeah, so well, that being said, that pizza box thing. Don't play it. We don't need to see it's it. It's not a video. This is just her tweet tell, admitting that she made it up. Made like what up? The the story about the Romanian authorities figuring out that she that Andrew Tate was in the country because of pizza boxes. Right. This crazy lady just made that up, and then news outlets went went wild with it. And oh yeah. It just yeah. goes to show you that uh, the media is just as retarded as everybody else on well, Twitter. Well, no, well, well, that's what I was just about to say, though, Brian. Before you rudely jumped in, I'm sorry, I didn't. The want man, the, the the man's on bail in the country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know? They know where he is at all. Right. He was arrested in April. He gave his side of events. Apparently, the side of events that I saw from him seemed quite plausible because the woman that accused him of whatever the accusation is was going back and forth inside the house. Oh, that's right. She said she was kidnapped and held there for several days. But on the CCTV footage, he was she was going in and out collecting pizzas and stuff, which is weird behavior for someone that's kidnapped. Although, his version of events, I don't know the whole goddamn thing, and I don't want to. But... Uh, the floor's yours, uh, Brian. Uh, Anthony, you were going to say something. No, I just, I don't know what he's guilty of and what he's not guilty of. Uh, Be the dickhead. I do know he's guilty of being <laughs> of being 2022 BYM dildo of the year for sure. Ooh. And uh, like even the, listen, what I think in my opinion doesn't matter. But when it was like, when it came out that it was like some human trafficking or something like that, I was like, oh, I could see it. Oh, like yeah. it wasn't super shocking, you know well, what I mean? Human like, trafficking, sex trafficking, any of that stuff. Just to want to put it out there, that doesn't fly with the BYM. And and not. if it flies with you, Brian, <laughs> whoa! I'm just saying, if people really cared about uh, people getting trafficked and stuff, we would have the list of names on Ghislaine Maxwell's client list. But we don't. So so I'm so, yeah, so, okay. okay. Well, okay, and Epstein okay, oh, okay. actually oh. killed himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, we know all that. So I. I, I Brian, that's a stupid sentence. You're saying people don't actually care about being being trafficked. If people really cared, then we would have that list. But the people that are doing this prosecuting mm. and all this other I stuff. I think people care. Yeah, it's yeah. Just the people the, that, that matter that's, don't that, care. that's what I'm saying. The people yeah, that people matter. Care. That's the what I mean. Yeah, no, I know. But again, sweeping statement. If people cared about trafficking, I'm like, people, people care about child if, sex trafficking and all the If rest the news it. cared as much about it. Like, we don't hear anything about that on the news, but this is in the yeah. news every day. Come on. Come on. Get, yeah, get out I know, of it. I know. I know. But, Brian, any opportunity brings up fucking Epstein <laughs> and all that stuff. All right, let's talk about Shopify really quick. Shopify offers you the ability to take your business, your brand, whatever it is you're selling, whatever your business is, it gives you the ability to go online, okay, and deal with the entire world. Whatever it is that you're doing, you need to go online, which can often be very expensive, complicated, time-consuming. That is where Shopify comes in. It is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses well worldwide, okay? Shopify covers every sales channel from an in-person point of sale system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform. It even lets you sell across social media marketplaces like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. As I said, 
right? This is very easy. It's cost effective. In fact, they're going to give you a free two-week trial to see if you like it, okay? That's how confident they are. And, of course, it has 24-7 help, customer service. It has an extensive business course library. Shopify is there to support your success every single step of the way. So, Oh, by the way, it also lets you accept every single payment method, whether that's credit card or whatever. Every major payment method is accepted. You will be online very, very quick. You will save money. There will be no headaches. More importantly, you're going to be, you're going to be selling more, whatever it is. Your merchandise, your sales, your, your gizmo, your gadget, your toilet brushes, whatever it is you're selling, you're going to sell more because you're online and you get to try it out. $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash believe. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash believe. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash believe to take your business to the next level today. And for the trial period, it's $1 per month. Shopify.com slash believe. Uh, all right, let's have a look. So Kamara Usman, I was told last week or an announced last week that he is fighting uh, Leon Edwards. It was announced, right? I believe that is official oh, for London. I was going to ask you that because I remember you had said uh, on our last episode that it was announced, but I'd never seen it. Oh, really? Maybe I just saw one of these crappy news articles, but Harrington has a theory because he was at some event in Africa or something, and he has uh, he looks like he's recovering from surgery. Harrington, show yourself, please, and explain. Pray tell. Yeah, so he was actually co-promoting the event. Uh, it was uh, like oh, a, a, nice, good for yeah, him. Yeah, it's a big thing in Africa, right? Like he got like six or, or eight of like the biggest MMA fighters in Africa under one roof for uh, I think it was like Fight Night Three or something like that, co-promoted by uh, Usman, and he came out to address the crowd after. So there's stills of him in the cage, right, with this giant brace over his hand. You can see it there. Mm. So it's that has led a lot of people to question whether or not he's going to be ready for this March fight with Leon Edwards. Yeah, but that certainly looks like the kind of brace that you would wear after a surgery. It's not like a little dressing because, you know, it's a broken hand or a broken, what, what do you call it, metatarsal? Is that metatarsal? Yeah. I believe it's metatarsal. Oh, metacarpal. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. That's the hand, the metatarsal is the foot? I think so, yeah. All right, all right. Well, what do you think, Anthony? I, I don't know. I don't know if that says anything. It, I've been around Usman a bunch leading up to his fights, like – him and I were doing media together because he won his title the same night that I fought uh, John Jones for the title. He spent all all four days leading up to the uh, fight week because we had like four days of media before that. We did it all together because we were both challengers uh, in a boot like the whole time. Boot. He, he was in a boot, like a full boot from like a, a hurt foot or something. And he's just a guy that doesn't have any problem kind of you know i've seen him in multiple hand braces but also in training camp so mm, okay excuse me i i don't think he uh, who knows he might be he might have had surgery and not fighting i don't know but he's not the type of person that's against wearing some sort of brace or some sort of something okay. to help him get through you know even though he is still fighting and who knows maybe he had if he did have a surgery it could have been weeks ago or it could have been it could have been 3 days ago but mm -hmm. the doctor might have said, hey, you'll be good in two, three weeks. You right. know what I'm saying? And you can work around it. You can do other things. Harrington, before you rudely interrupted, what were you going to say, bud? 
I was going to say, uh, in my research, it seems like he had a broken hand for the second Colby Covington fight uh, wow. at MSG, and he still went ahead, won a unanimous decision in that fight. So even if there is an issue with his hand, I don't think anything's stopping him from getting in the cage at uh, UFC 286. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I think we all, everyone knows by now, most people step in there with some kind of injury. Usman's now getting to the point where he had a long career, a lot of five-round fights, a lot of punching heads, you know. Things start to go wrong with your hands. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Two scars, both sides. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, my hands are utterly yeah, destroyed. Like, yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you ever feel pain in your hands or your wrists, like doing push-ups and stuff? That's a better question to ask when I don't have pain in them. There you go. <laughs> Thank you very, very much. Uh, there was some grappling event went on at the weekend on Fight Pass. I never caught it. I never catched it. Caught it. But uh, I did see all over Facebook, sorry, Instagram, wherever you looked, in fact, Twitter, you name it, Gillian Robertson tapping out Rose Namajunas in just 65 seconds. Obviously a massive win for Rose, uh, sorry, for Gillian Robertson there, but, you know, only a grappling event. But when I saw that, the real talking point was, I mean, listen, you know, Robertson's a very good grappler. What did you call herself? The Savage or something? Oh, it's Savage mm -hmm. on in uh, on Instagram. But that there shows, it, it, oh, it makes me understand why she was so timid. Nami Eunice mm -hmm. or played it so safe in that fight against Carla Esparza. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jillian's good, man. She's very good. She, I don't think she gets enough credit because she's her striking is nowhere near her grappling abilities and even her her wrestling isn't fantastic but no. once she's down there she is goddamn good she's really good so um i really wasn't that surprised like you know i think what make rose is one of those fighters that the full package is what is what makes her so good you know the way she puts it together her fight iq or game plans her ability to make you fight her fight um i've never thought rose was a you know world champion grappler so i, I think you kind of mm. It's kind of an unfair competition to be to be honest with you. For uh, at least in my opinion, I, I think Jillian's head and shoulders above Rose just in pure, you know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. 100% and and doing that for Rose to be fair is very humble of her to do so mm -hmm. because as you say it's not her strong point, you know, and more than likely going up against someone that is known for jiu-jitsu you're going to lose, but what happens? You develop, you get better, you know what I mean? But I do think when I watched that I was like because Esparza had tapped her out the first time, I believe, when they fought. I Didn't so. tap her out the second time, but you, see, you could see it was there. It was messing with her mentally. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Uh, it's always at the back of the mind. And that, to a certain degree, is going to just to bring it back to Jamal and Glover. That's going to be the big issue with Jamal, letting it go. Have you experienced that, Anthony, when you're in a cage and you don't want to let go with the hands because you're like against a powerhouse wrestler or someone that's going to shoot in? As soon as you, soon as you throw a right hand, they're going to duck under level change boom and get you uh no no i because I've, I've never cared uh i've always been a jujitsu guy so um i've always been super comfortable and and relaxed and feel safe on my back so no i've never i've never really i'd rather not I'd, if i can end up on top i'd much rather do that but no it's never bothered me too much you know in the cesar fajaya fight uh he was just repeatedly taking me down and not really engaging in the grappling so that was tough, but other than that, no, I've never really worried about it too much. Maybe I think the you same. You ain't the same level of fucking rest as I have. Then, <laughs> well, I mean, like Hodger Gracie. Obviously, we were pretty timid there. Um, did you fight with Hodger Gracie? I did. Yeah, in strike. Was force. that in strike force? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. How did that go down? Sorry, yeah. I haven't seen that. Not, not great. 
Not great. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah he's, no. Well, he's known for having the, well, some of the best jujitsu in the world. It, ever. It was good. Yeah. Like, it was a competitive first round. You know, I think looking back on it, I would have probably taken him down and gotten a top position because, I, you know, because then I watched Tim Kennedy do it. And yeah. I don't think Tim Kennedy was any better of a grappler than me. I think he he just was smarter and decided that Roger Gracie is not a 47-time world champion from his back. Mm. He's a top pressure guy. So once he was on top, it was it was it was like it was done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's a slow news week in mixed martial arts because we've literally got no mixed martial arts to talk about. It's not a slow news week. It's a non-existent <laughs> mixed martial arts. Uh, so we're gonna throw out. So some non-MMA stories, mm. and I'm going to just start with, because I guess this could go in kind of a New Year's resolution type way. Number one, what's going on in New York, uh, Harrington? When you die, when you die in New York, a new bill was just passed. Yeah, so New York became just the sixth state to allow what they're calling human composting. Uh, so the idea is they will take the the human remains. Uh, they will leave it for like a month and a half with like some alfalfa, some sprouts, some uh, just microbes to break it down. Then they'll heat it up to make sure that like any disease that's in there is out. And at the end, you'll have potting soil where you can, you know, plant a tree, make a vegetable garden, whatever it may be. But the idea is to use your human remains to, you know, uh, more green friendly. Um, <coughs> Excuse me, bloody hell. <laughs> when you die, no. no. <clears throat> I've got something trapped in the back of my throat. Oh, my God. <clears throat> Turn around, I'll give you the Heimlich. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a little bit of like, um, I said a protein, I think a little bit of like a... Some powder. Blueberry, something, something <laughs> at the back of my throat tickling me. Anyway, when you die, do you want to be buried, cremated, or turned into goddamn compost? I think I want to be blown up. That's a different one. Wasn't one of the options. Okay. Yeah. I think I want to be blown up. I think like, I don't know, like have like a big, I don't know, cornfield party and then just stick a bunch of like C4 and Tannerite and just make a big bonfire and just blow me up. Burn you up or blow you up? You blow. give me mixed signals. You said a no. bonfire. Well, we have a, well, you got to drink around the bonfire. You can't have a party with no bonfire. Yeah, but if I had to pick one of your options, I'd probably, I'd probably want to be cremated. I want to be buried. My wife wants to be cremated. I'm like, no chance. You are not being cremated. We're having a grave, okay? And we can come and pay our respects sometimes and lay some flowers. She's like, no, I don't want that. Just cremate me. It's over. It's done. Just, just incinerate me and throw me off the cliff. That's what mine said. I don't get it either. But I just, I mean, I figure I'm dead, so it doesn't really matter. Whatever's cheapest for the people around me, I guess. But well, that's it, isn't it? I don't it? think my wife's even allowed to be cremated. Why not? Because she's Native American. Oh, is she really? I never knew that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think she's even. I think there's like the Native American culture is so fascinating, but like there's pretty strict rules on like how the whole dying process has to go, and I don't think part. I don't think being cremated is part of it. What is, I mean, I mean, I, I guess they do have some like kind of whole ceremony. I guess it's very, very different. Is, Does she yeah. have, and I'm not making fun of it. Does she have a Native American name? Like, you know, no. the wolf of stars. <laughs> do you no. know what I mean? No. I I love come her. on. I, Fuck, I'm, I, I'm devastated. I wish you did. I know. I wish you did too. Because <laughs> I tell you, her so, family well, her family's amazing though. We Like we go to powwows uh, in the summer. and What's a powwow? To- Sit around the teepee? 
Yeah, well, it's you, you sit in a, like everything's in a circle, and then they have like uh, Native American dancing competitions. So guys and women will come and they, I mean, they're in these full Native American, like very, like genuine Native American headdresses. And it, it's amazing. Wow. Like I, I love, cool. I love watching it. It's so much fun. No, that, that is amazing. It really is. Cause I'm very interested in other cultures like that, you know? Yeah. So where do you, is that close to where you live or do you have to travel? Yeah. Well, here in the Midwest, there's several um, Native American reservations and stuff, which is kind of its own. Un- unfortunate sad place you know what i mean like yep reservations are just uh, i don't want to say all of them but most of them are, are are sad places well i've never been to one so i can't comment uh yeah, i don't i don't go okay okay <laughs> i'm go. looking at mma i'm looking at notes from the mma where we've done party pimblet sparred with a troll online i saw the video of this i wasn't going to talk about it because it's like you know i'm sure we could have better conversations but you were talking before about when you go to a gym Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes it can be a baptism of fire. Obviously, yeah. I remember the first time I walked into a boxing gym when I wanted to start boxing. Oh, my God. Everyone tried to knock me out. When I first went to Rain Training Center, to your point entirely, when I went to Rain Training Center on the first day, remember, and he's a great guy, by the way, and I might have said this before, I'm not throwing him under a bus or this is not coming from a uh, a negative standpoint. It's just a funny story that relates relates to what we're saying. Patrick Cummins. I do. Remember, That's so yeah. funny. I have a Rain Training story. That's a... Yeah, go ahead. Patrick Cummins. So his coach, uh, we didn't really see eye to eye on the ultimate fighter. So I, I think he might have had a little word with him. Anyway, it's my first day there. And there's like loads of like well-known fighters there. And he shoots it. We're sparring little gloves, right? Big little gloves. And uh, we're sparring. He shoots a double leg takedown. I defend it, but he keeps driving through, pushes me up against the wall. I've got my hands down here. And then he lets go from there and just goes, boom, and elbows me. Square in the face, nose explodes. Hold on, this wire is driving me nuts. Nose explodes all over the place. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, oh, sorry, man. This is how we do it here at Rain Training Center. I'm like, you fucking asshole. But he's a great guy. He's a great guy. But that was my welcoming there. Um, I got I got a very similar welcome from go ahead. Patrick. I, it's almost the same story <laughs> uh, from from Patrick Cummings at the Rain Training Center. We were actually sparring little gloves in that cage that was in the corner. Yep. And um, he wasn't he wasn't in the UFC yet. He wasn't. I didn't know he was a pretty much an unknown. He was just a wrestler, and he was just shooting and shooting and shooting and. and he wasn't a fantastic MMA wrestler at that time. It was very clear. He was a good college wrestler, but didn't understand the range with sparring. And so I defended a couple and he eventually got in a hold of me and just picked me up and dumped me right on my fucking head. Like the coaches were like, Hey, Hey, what are you doing? He was like, well, this is how we do it here. And they were like, no, we train here. That's not how we do it here. Yeah, We're trying to make it to the fight. I know. I was all like starry eyed and Jake Ellenberger came over and like, Jake was like, what are you doing? And he was like, oh, this is your friend? Jake was like, why does it fucking matter? I remember they kind of got into it a little bit over it. Oh, really? Uh, Jake's a class act. He is, man. I love it because anytime I go to the Apex, I think Jake lives lives in Las Vegas now. Mm -hmm. I always see Jake at the Apex. It's always nice to just have, you know, I'm normally going to the toilet, so I haven't got time to stop for too long, but I stop for a quick minute. What's up, Jake? And have a little catch up. Great guy. I actually flew Jake Ellenberg out to my house in 2009 when I was uh, training to fight Dennis Kang. Mm. Uh, 
Jake Ellenberger, a couple of other guys from the States came out, stayed at my house for a bit. Good times. Um, but anyway, Paddy the Baddy, so we're talking about training partners. Have you ever had a, a troll online or someone come in and you've just punked and made a fool out of them? No, I, I wish I could, though. I wish that would happen. There's a lot of times you see things on social media and guys are talking shit and like, oh, that guy ain't good. I'll beat his ass. And you just want to be like, come, come on. I'd, I'd love to love to show you around. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Let's take a look. So this guy, though, can't fight whatsoever. And to be fair, Paddy's taking it easy on him. He is. Yeah, he's just tapping him. I mean, this is a short little guy that, you know, throws a couple of wazzy kicks that are absolutely useless. Everyone's laughing. But as I say, fair play to Paddy. He didn't beat the shit out of him because I guess that would be almost tantamount to assault. But then afterwards, he paid his train fare and gave him a... I forget what he gave him. He gave him something anyway. All right, we have a new sponsor and they are Roan. R-H-O-N-E. Look, listen, sometimes... You just can't find the right things in your wardrobe. Are you going to the gym? Are you traveling? Are you going to try and look smart? You don't know what it is. Roan has you covered. Men's closets were due for a radical reinvention, and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter collection is the most comfortable, breathable, and flexible set of products known to man, and here's why. Products for every occasion. Roan helps you get ready for any occasion with the commuter collection, which offers the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, and polos. You never have to worry about what you wear when you have the Roan commuter collection. Mobility is everything. Roan's comfortable four-way stretch fabric provides breathability and flexibility that leaves you free to enjoy what life throws your way from your commute to work to your 18 holes of golf. Looking good is easy. It's time to feel confident without the hassle with Roan wrinkle-free release technology. Wrinkles actually disappear as you stretch and wear the fabrics. It's that easy. And if you're like me, where the wrinkles in your shirt, if you wear one, T-shirt, shirt, whatever it is, piss you off, guess what? Kiss goodbye to the wrinkles. The more you wear it, the more the wrinkles come out. Uh, go to roan.com slash believe, and you're going to see they've got all kinds of offers on there. They've got all kinds of styles and fabrics. Very, very good materials. Very nice fabrics. Very comfortable. They're stretchy, as I say. They're going to make your body look good, and they're very stylish, very cool. Go to roan.com slash believe. As I say, use the promo code believe. You will save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to R-H-O-N-E. Roan.com. Use the code believe. It's time to find your corner office comfort, okay? Or the golf course comfort, or the gym comfort, or the train comfort. Just check it out. Roan. Roan. Rahone. R-H-O-N-E.com slash believe. 20% off. You ever uh, you ever have like a, I don't know, like a, a lower level pro or, or an amateur? It's got a lot of attitude just keeps coming at you all the time. And, and you ever had one of those kind of guys in the gym that maybe you just don't vibe with, but they're always trying to fight you? I've had many, 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 and I've had many, many people that don't know the ass from the elbow, but they insist on like trying to break everything down to me and mm -hmm. tell me what I'm doing wrong and what I'm doing right. I'm like, bro, you can't even stand in a proper stance. You can't do <laughs> jack shit. Look at you. What, what are you doing? You don't know jujitsu. you got white belt level skills. You've never had a professional fight. Mm -hmm. I'm a contender in the UFC. Okay, but yeah, they still have the, the, the ego and the audacity and the just delusion to be commentating on what I'm doing and critiquing what I'm doing. I'm like, shut up, you prick. What, what do you do to those guys when they're like, you know, say you're in a sparring session or something and, and they're coming at you super hard, but like, here, here I ask because here's what I do. Anytime I have one of those assholes that 
you know, they're, they're coming at you really hard, but like, you can't necessarily take it easy on them because if they're coming, you know, if they're attacking you and they're and they're, you know, they're at a 10 and you're sparring at a five, like they're going to kind of beat the shit out of you. If you don't, if you don't do something to back them off a little bit, but I have always enjoyed just crushing those people with body shots and leg kicks. Yeah. Body shots are good. Body shots you're allowed to do. Body shots are on the table. It's like when Lewis, you know, used to have your job. Uh, Came down to Rookie with Brandon Harrington one day. Did all and he was giving it the big one about sparring and all the rest of it. So I was like, just, just, (laughs) just, just, just the cheeky body shot. Not that he was one of those guys. He wasn't. I was just having a bit of fun with it. In fact, uh, next time Harrington, that'll be you getting the body shot. But uh, I'm trying to think. No, no, nothing really. I I don't think I've had. I, I just give him a pinch of salt. You know what I mean? I just allow them a little bit, but I say, all right, buddy, take it easy. But mm-hmm. like Lucas, Lucas is, I've been training him a bit lately. It's lovely because he's finally interested. And uh, I think I talked, did we talk about this? It was the UFC game. I think I did. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was the UFC game that's got him into it. And now he's all about it. He's in the garage and he's, he's making improvements already. So we had a little spa. And when I say a spa, basically I just allow him, to beat me up and occasionally I'll just like I take my hands out the gloves so there's nothing but apart from a floppy glove gonna mm-hmm. touch him you know what I mean I'm, I'm not beating up my 12 year old in the garage with a lot of sharp cornered objects everywhere but he just throw kicks hard and Callum used to do this hard and knees and stuff like I grab him in a clinch and he's doing something and throws a knee up I'm like whoa 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 what are you doing? My hands aren't even in the glove. Do you know what I mean? I'm not kicking you. I'm not elbow. I'm certainly not trying to knee you in the face. So for those, I just give him a little, again, not a hard one. Right. Like, dad, dad. I'm like, well, exactly. You little shit. Stop trying to hurt me. You haven't even got shin pads on. Anyway. It seems like kids when they're kicking at you all the time, because my kids do the same thing. We always get in these play fights in the house all the time. But if they kick, every kick goes straight to your balls. Every oh, always, one. always, Every, always the balls. <laughs> uh, Harrington, do you want to come on and give us a breakdown of the UFC schedule that's coming up over the next few weeks? Because it's weird on a Saturday night now. Number one, I'm not working. And secondly, I don't know what to do with myself. I'm like, I guess I'm going to take Rebecca out and go out for dinner or something. So what is the upcoming <laughs> UFC schedule, please, Harrington? Uh, yeah, so on January 14th, uh, so you know, 12 days out, we have the first fight of the year. It's going to be a fight night, Imovov versus Gastelum. And then the following week, the 21st, as we talked about on here, uh, Jamal Hill versus Glover Teixeira, UFC 283 in, in Brazil. And then uh, again, we get another week off back on February 3rd, uh, Spivak versus Lewis. Spivak versus Lewis. And then it's uh, UFC it's 284, Perth. I think. Perth, yeah, yeah. yeah. UFC Perth. And then there was one just got booked, Rob Font versus Adrian Yanez, right? And that that's is not until April, though. That's, that's not until April. But then, but then you got Chido Vera versus um, who's he fighting again? Sandhagen. Sandhagen. Yeah, yeah. No, we, we got some great fights. Perth. Yeah, we got some good fights coming up. I won't be there. I feel bad because uh, Chido's fighting. I would love to have driven down there and just watch it, but uh, I'll be watching in Australia. Um, What's the fight you're looking forward to most? Imavov, who's fighting Gastelum. What do you know about Imavov? I can't say I'm too I, familiar. I'm going to Google I'm a big it fan right of now. that guy. He, The first time I seen him fight, I went down. I don't remember what fight it was at, where, which event it was. But I remember I went down and sat cage side. Um, and I happened to get down there, and it was uh, Nasruddin was fighting. Oh, man. It was that guy that used to be with Edmund Shabazian. Or Ed, wait. 
It was Edmund Shabazian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Used yeah, to be yeah, with yeah. Edmund. Edmund, yeah. So it, it was Edmund Shabazian versus Nasserdin. And I remember like, holy shit, this guy's really good. And he was just super aggressive and just everything he grabbed onto as far as submissions and chokes. And I mean, he just kind of beat the shit out of Shabazian. So that's kind of when he got on my radar. And then he just fought. Uh, I worked the Paris event. You were you were at the Paris event. Remember he fought uh, Joaquin Buckley? Yep. And he got a little tired towards the end of that fight, but he looked really, really good the whole time. Um, so I think this is a good test because Gastelum's always right there at the top of the division. He can beat anybody at any given any given day. So I think that's a really intriguing fight. It's a big fight yeah. for Nasserdin, for sure. You, you know, when you look at Kelvin Gastelum, I mean, he's had an unreal career. He's had a lot of big fights. Uh, and he's still only 31 years old. You know, That's he's crazy. Isn't, isn't, isn't it crazy? Because if I'm going to go down, I'm looking at his Wikipedia here. He was on the Ultimate Fighter in 2013, so nine years ago. Since then, he's had a good run. He went on a one, two, three, four, four-fight win streak, lost to Tyron Woodley. Well, what was that wasn't for a title fight, obviously. Was that a title fight or was it before Tyron was the champ? Anyway, then no, he that beat... was Tyron's last fight before a title. Right. Oh, okay. Then he beat Nate Marquard, whatever. He went on a good run. Mm-hmm. Right? But, I mean, just lately, just lately, there's more Reds. The only person he's beaten lately is Ian Heinish. He's three, one and five in his last six. And But granted, granted, that sounds terrible. It's kind of like Darren Till to a certain degree up until recently. The losses are Israel Adesanya, Darren Till, Jack Hermanson, Robert Whittaker, and Jared Cannonier. So it is literally, literally the top five of the division mm-hmm. without, you know. Obviously. And none of those are finishes, right? May all the the, the Hermanson ones are finish, yeah. Yeah, it's a heel hook, but you're not really yeah, finished, just, are you? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah that's a, that, that a tricky weird. one. It's one of those you just, you got to tap otherwise. You're gonna you're not gonna be fighting ever again. Maybe you're not walking for the next six months. Do you know what right, I mean? Like, yeah. God damn, my pride. Why did I do that? But then when you look at Imavov, I was just looking at him a second ago. Nazardin Imavov. You're right. You're right. I mean, twelve and three, only lost in the UFC to Phil Hawes. Tough fight last time. Buckley beat Edmund Shabazian. Beat well stopped Ian Heinish. Yeah, it's, it's a good, good fight. Yeah, I haven't seen tough. the rest of the fight card yet, but uh, it's one that Gastelum needs to win because he's got so much potential. He can wrestle. He hits hard as fuck. I found that out. Uh, what else? You know, he's got experience. Oh my God, I forgot. Yeah, but I, I, I was, I was thinking like, fuck, you guys. Oh, did you guys train together? Like, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no. When you should have been fighting. Yeah, exactly. Ah, fuck it. Oh, God. You know what I mean? I got 750,000 reasons why I took the fight. You know? (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. What do you think? Who who wins that? Just real quick. Man, Imovov's got really good takedown defense, too. So, I think think he's the one. He's got the momentum for sure. Um, I, I would probably pick Nasruddin. Nazardin Imavov. All right, all right. Mm, I'm going to give Gastelum a little bit of... You're right, when you look at it on paper, it does seem bad, but I do believe Gastelum has still got a lot... Only 31 years old. Mm-hmm. Only 31. So he's still a young man. In fact, if anything, he's in his prime. So I'm going to say Gastelum, but I haven't done any bloody research. Yes, Harrington. I haven't either. He also, so. he also took off all of 2022, and this is his first fight since turning 30. And it feels like there is something that flips with guys once they hit 30 years well, I, I was going to say, if anything, he needs to take a bit of time off and just have a break from it. Sounds like mm-hmm. he's done that. 
the thing is, when you hit 30, it's not it's not like something happens overnight. But generally, when you get into your 30s, you're more mature than what you were in your 20s. Did you, have you found that, Anthony? Because I was an absolute maniac in my 20s. Yeah, dude, the older I get, the better I get. You know, like physically, I'm not healing as fast. Uh, it takes a little more maintenance and rest and recovery to be where I need to be. But um, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of take that trade off with just the maturity and the, I don't know, just mental awareness around me. Uh, I think the older I've gotten, the the better I've gotten. I've, I haven't started. I've, I don't feel like I've slowed down as far as my, you know, like I feel like I'm more athletic, faster and stronger than I've ever been. So I'm sure that won't fucking dip off here at some point in time, but experience, that's the word. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. You know, that's why I didn't end up winning the belt till right at the end of my career, because certainly you start to figure it out what you need. Every time you do a training camp, you get a little bit better. You figure out how you cut your weight, you figure out your approach, you know, cause every camp you might do some good things. You do some bad things. And it's only when you do it differently and you get a good result, that you recognize that because a coach can tell you all you want. A friend can tell you, your partner, your wife can tell you to do it a different way. But until you do it and get a different result, it's hard to really take that on board. And it's trial and error. Yeah, you want to trust your coaches and all the rest of it, and you do for the most part. But everybody doesn't have all the answers to everything. And sometimes people get things wrong, even though they've got the best of intentions. I find that experience is the best teacher. certainly was for me. I'm sure it will be for you. I don't really know where I'm going with this. We're trying to fill some goddamn motherfucking time. Well, I, I hope Gaslam gets back on track because I don't really have a, I don't really have a dog in that fight. I don't really. It doesn't matter to me either way. But I would like to to see good things happen to Kelvin Gaslam just after having cut. I mean, like you said, Jared Cannonier, Robert Whitaker, Darren Till. It's a you know, uh, Adesanya. Adesanya. like that's hey, a and murder he gave well. Adesanya the, I mean, other than Pereira, he, I mean, that's a great fight. That was a great fight. You know, it, unbelievable I, think one of the, fight. I think one of the judges gave it to him. So, I mean, it, it was an unbelievable fight. So I, he just deserves good things to happen to him. I like, I like Kelvin. Yeah, no, no, he's a hard worker. He's a good guy. You never hear Kelvin Gastelum, you know. He's never any shit. Yeah, yeah, no controversy. Um, Harrington, in fact, in fact, you know when you were a kid, Anthony, and you can stay on Harrington, even though you're coming at us from, it seems to be a very dark room. Yeah, where are you? Oh. I'm in my, this is my home. This is actually where I live. I'm not in the studio for once. Does your home have electricity? Yeah, I got a, I got a lamp right here. <laughs> hey, are you, still, are, you, are you still in a place that shuts off the heaters and air conditioners and shit when they don't think you need them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I am. That's just how New York City works. Um, but Weird. yeah, I don't know. It is, it is boiling hot in this place right now. Like, oh, is it really? Long. Oh my God. It is a, it's a sauna. We have every window in the house open. Oh, you can't control the temperature? No. Oh, my <laughs> God. I would kill people. I would kill people, Mr. Bisbing. There's it's no the way. Yeah, There's yeah. no way. I hate no. being too hot, but that said, like, in the UK, I mean, I think – I don't really hear about it as much, but the cost of living, there's a real cost of living crisis in the UK right now. People can't afford to have the heating on and stuff like that because the energy bills have gone ridiculous like i mean ridiculous there's a gym that i'm involved with and the electricity bills are thirty thousand a month it's honestly it's all gone through the goddamn fucking roof and here's harrington doesn't care people are freezing windows open windows open 
You know what I mean? Just, oh, I'm sweaty. It's like that scene. Hold on, I won't say the movie. I won't say the movie. Harrington and Anton, see if you got this one. You know I don't uh, got it. Uh, 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 my hands are freezing. Oh, here, would it take one of my spare pair of gloves? Dumb and dumber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My hands are getting kind of sweaty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's one of my favorite movies uh, ever. Yeah, Where's man. Harrington? You've Dude, heat up. and hot water are included in my place, so we are we're going for it. Have you ever seen a movie? And the first one that I saw where this happened, Anthony, was Back to the Future, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Bye, guys. No, no one even says bye now. They just leave. They just leave. Yeah. They just leave. Do you need a coffee? A water, perhaps anything, whilst you work and pay for us. Uh no, at the end of the movie, uh Doc Brown shows up. And he says, oh, we can't get up to 88 miles an hour here. He says, no, where we're going, we don't need roads. And then the car flew off. Did you see that? I did not. But you're aware of the concept of I'm, flying I'm, cars. I'm aware of it. Flying cars. And apparently they are now a thing in Japan. Harrington, give us a breakdown, please. Will I just die? Are you being or serious? We're being serious. Yeah. It's okay. insane. Insane. Uh, so one firm in Japan already like has the the patent. They're ready to go. They want this ready for commercial use by 2025. But they're starting out this year. Uh, the idea is to do like just stationary points, right? So you can get from point A to point B in the Tokyo metropolitan area, like or the Osaka waterfront. I think are the two places they're going to be doing it. Um, the idea is that you'd be able to land in a parking spot of a convenience store, right? So like if you pull up to a 7-Eleven, whatever that space is, that's the amount of space you would need to land. Uh, vertical takeoff, vertical uh, landing, obviously. Um, yeah, and they are going to be going from, it's just going to start as a taxi service to get you from point A to point B. But through doing that, they're going to try to map out like an air roadway system for Tokyo uh, ahead of it being commercially viable for everybody in 2025. Isn't that just amazing? It's it incredible. Reminds me of the Jetsons. Yeah, uh, it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, so they're essentially drones by the looks of it with the little propellers mm -hmm. and whatnot. I can only imagine though, the madness. I guess you would have to enforce a whole new strict set of laws and all because you can't just have people fucking flying all over the place. You're going to have people <laughs> crashing like crazy. Like here in Orange County, there's always planes going down on the freeways, right? But it's always, I say on the freeways or into a house or whatever, Every so often, one in your Belinda, the village, village city next to me, the village, um, one one crashed into a house. I don't know why I'm laughing. Two people fucking died. It was awful. It was oh, fucking, no. Two people sitting Why? There. How come so many planes crash? Because it's all these guys. In their private planes. On their little shitty, itty-bitty private jets. Yeah, and they're not private jets, but they, they get a few quid. They start mm -hmm. doing well in life, and they want a little toy, so they buy these planes, and they learn how to fly. And they can't fly them, and they crash. Do you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. people die, and of course they die, and it's very sad. And, but uh, I can only imagine a lot of problems are going to be caused with that, although it is <laughs> mind-blowing. I can't wait for it. Okay, so flying flying cars and stuff sounds like a really good idea, but it, you're right. They do kind of look like drones, and I've seen how people fly goddamn drones. I've never – I don't know if I've ever seen one successfully around here. There's a lot of crashing drones, that's for sure. Well, it seems that I've seen people that can fly drones well, but in our house, we always went through a phase where I did, you know, like you're struggling to find that you're, you're, you've got all girls, mm -hmm. so you don't have this. But for Lucas, I went through a phase and I'm now banned from buying him a drone or an, a radio control car. Because when mm -hmm. I was a kid, I always wanted a radio control car. 
radio control yeah. car was the shit, right? And when Callum was growing up, he got a fucking radio control car every Christmas. Because, like, you get a couple of bits and you're running out of imagination. You're like, fucking... And I guess it's the kid in me. I see it in Target or somewhere, and it's like, oh, it goes up the walls and it does this. I'm like, I want that. So I buy it. And she's like, no more radio control cars. But the drones, you're right. So we've had a few drones as well. Straight into a wall. Yeah. Hits the fan. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Tangled up in something and the propellers don't work. Yeah, that's that's typically what happens around here too. I do buy a lot of like the toy cars and here's what I do. I usually buy my kids shit that I wish I had when I was a kid. Cuz I yeah. didn't ever get like bunch of a bunch of cool shit. So um man, I I hope none of my kids are listening, but Santa brought the kids, well, Santa brought every single person in the house Nerf guns. Oh, like nice. A thousand extra Nerf bullets and like Nice guy Santa got dad like the machine gun one. It's you know, it's like takes four D batteries to, yeah, to run this yeah. goddamn thing. And I got Santa. is it on it has like the barrel? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I've straight had it. up terminator shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's fucking brilliant. I, I didn't, I didn't know if nerfed. I yeah, I didn't know if my kids were gonna enjoy it, but I sure knew that that's what I wanted. So I got sniper rifles and all sorts of random shit. Yeah, no, 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 they they are cool. We used to do that as well with the radio control cars. There was always a Nerf gun. I knew that's the one. We've that's got it. it. Yeah, that's badass. Oh, yeah. It needs those, those massive batteries. The problem is though, you're gonna have fun. It's gonna be great. Then it's only gonna be a matter of time before the the novelty wears off. And mm-hmm. those little bullets are, are everywhere. everywhere. They're everywhere. I find them in the garden still to this day, like in between the bushes and stuff. I'm like, we're picking up these Nerf guns. Do you know the bullets? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, just brace yourself for that one. Anything you want to get off your chest, Anthony? What's going on in your world? Anything mixed martial arts here? Anything on trend with the podcast? No, you know, I actually head back to Denver tomorrow. Um, So I'm going to go train uh, at Factory X tomorrow for the next two weeks leading into um, having to go to... And that's with Brazil. Jamal? No, no. Oh, no, sorry, sorry Factory X. Yeah, yeah that's Factory X. Back, back with Mark. Oh, you know, he had, oh, yeah. Yeah, he had, uh, I don't know how many people know this, but Mark had um, his kidney removed. He had. Recently? Go, yeah, going into, fuck, 11 days ago. Um, wow. Going into that Madison Square Garden event that when Izzy lost his title, Mark was there. He got a staph infection. He got bit by a wasp or something in his leg or stung by a wasp. Got ended up getting staph infection from it. Had to go to the hospital, and then while he was in the hospital, they found that his kidneys were failing, and he had like he had no clue. So then they do a scan of his kidneys, and he had a huge cancerous tumor on his kidney. Wow. So fortunately, he got staph infection and had to go to the hospital. But anyways, long story short, eleven days ago he had uh, his whole entire kidney removed. So wow, he's uh he's actually up and moving. He's you know he gets tired really easily, but he's still at the gym. So. I'm going to go train with him for the next two weeks and then head off to Brazil. But that's really it. I have a daddy daughter dance tonight with my kids. So I got to take the kids to this. Why is that at school? Yeah, it's at the high school right over here. It's we've done it the last three years. So me and one of my friends uh, here in the neighborhood, he's got three daughters. So what is the song? What song? That you're going to dance to? All of them. Oh right! So I thought I thought you and your daughter get up and you like no, okay, no. Guys, and next to the dance hall we have Anthony Smith and his daughter. Um, no, no, daughter, it's a whole it? like it's a it's a whole event. I'm taking all of them, ah, so it's just okay. me and the me and the kids, and we'll uh, we're gonna go to a nice dinner, and they got like like you know nice dresses and new shoes, and 
I'll wear a suit and we'll take them to dinner and then sounds take lovely. Them to the yeah, it'll be fun. They sounds nice. It. Sounds nice. Uh, Mark Montoya, he had a good year last year, didn't he? Coach wise, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Seemed to be. He's a great coach. He's a great yes. coach. So let me ask you this. And and is there a little part of you in the back of your mind that doesn't want to get utilized in Brazil? I know you're going. Is there a part of me that doesn't? Yeah. Is it kind of like, is it kind of like, if it comes, of course, I'll take the opportunity. Yeah. If it doesn't, then maybe, maybe it was for the best because now I get to have a proper camp. Yeah, because I'm I'm in training camp now. So, like, am I fight ready? No. Um, Fortunately, both of those guys really aren't either. Well, not, not fight ready, but they don't, they didn't have 12, 15 weeks to get ready. You know, they had about five. So, yeah, it's it. I'll be there and I'll be prepared and I will absolutely jump at the opportunity to fight mm-hmm. for the title. If I don't, no matter what, I'm still fighting in March. Yeah. So, uh, best case scenario is I'm there just in case and not needed. And who are you fighting in March? I don't know. I don't know. They haven't figured it out. Uh, we got we got our eyes really closely on the Johnny Walker Paul Craig fight. Oh, I uh, man, I. I know I talk about Paul Craig all the time and one of these days we're going to figure it out and have to go in and, and get it right. So I think, uh, I have Paul a lot Craig. of, yeah, I love that guy. I love that. We've tried a couple of times. We've tried a couple of times. We've had him on the podcast a couple of times. He's a great guy. I reached out mm-hmm. to him on Instagram. I was, I was on here. I was on here one time when we had him. Yeah. Yeah. He was yeah. talking about the pussy juice and all that time. <laughs> yeah. yeah he hilarious. had COVID. Remember he had COVID and he was just sitting there getting fucking hammered. Yeah. No, he's a good guy. I, I like him a lot. I shot him a DM on Instagram. Um, hasn't responded. <laughs> We've got to fight in a couple of weeks. Man. No, 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 no. I'm joking. It doesn't even see the scene. You, you oh, know, yeah. it's a scene. Well, you it's because he's got you in that other's inbox, probably. Yeah, exactly. He's like, he doesn't care. But Paul Craig, if you're around yeah, me, Paul Craig. Absolutely. Love to have you on the podcast, like uh, Adrian Yanez, Rob Font. That's a good fight. I love Adrian Yanez. So good, so talented, heavy, heavy hands. What is he, a bantamweight mm-hmm. taking on Rob Font? Is it Rob Font's first fight since losing to Cheeto? Probably. I think I so. Yeah. It's weird. It's crazy that they've – because I don't think that uh, Yanez is ranked. Yeah, well, I saw him saying this. He's very happy to get this kind of opponent because – is he not right? Having to just look that up and see if you can see more of the actual fight card. But Yanez has been doing big things, yeah. stopping, a, stopping everyone pretty much. Yeah, he's good. He's he's really good, man. He's he's that 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 new breed of of young MMA fighters that are coming up that can just do it all. Super nasty, um, yep. super nasty power in his hands. I like his attitude too. I've, I've had a couple conversations with him, like at different events. He's he, he's I don't know. He's wise and humble past his years. You know, he, he's he's super respectful, very humble, just a good head on his shoulders. Yep. I think that's probably his best attribute, to be honest with you. He's very, very smart and has a really good attitude. Well, on that, he's actually taken upon the role of being one of the main coaches because he was Saul Solis. You know, Saul Solis, mm-hmm. he was a very well-known coach. He passed away COVID, sadly. Poor guy. But Yanez, uh, ever since he got to the UFC, 6-0. and All stoppages apart from one. One was a decision against David Grant, knocked out Tony Kelly, Randy Costa, Gustavo Lopez, Victor Rodriguez. So, you know, with respect, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? He's definitely, without question, stepping up majorly here. Rob Font, as tough as they goddamn Mm -hmm. come. Beautiful job. Excellent forward pressure. Very tall and long for the division. But Yanez is a, 
great head movement, excellent slips, good footwork, gets on the inside. So going to be an interesting fight. But um, Harrington, sorry, but I just wanted to piggyback on what Anthony was saying. Wasn't ignoring you. You didn't need to jump off. But do, do you see any anything else on the card? Uh, well, yeah, sorry. I was just looking up the rankings question. Yanez is, uh, he he recently made it into the ranks at number 13. Rob okay. Font, number six. So this is like, this is it's certainly, a big like, yeah, yeah, putting you big in, in striking distance of that title. Yeah, no, no, ma- massive opportunity for him. I mean, imagine that one fight you go from being, oh, well, he's 13th. Yeah. To number six, though, number six. That's big. That's the that's top huge. five. One, two, three, four, five, six, correct. But, you know. If yeah. I'm number six, I'm claiming to be top five. I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying, I'm top. Yeah, I went I'm from, I went from unranked to six. Guys. What? I, when I first came into the division, I went from unranked to six. It's a, it's a life changing. I only say yeah. that because it's, it's, it's so hard to to be unranked, and you fight fifteen, then maybe you fight thirteen, and then you get ranked, and then you're s- slowly climbing and clawing your way through the bottom of that division. Sometimes that's the tougher. Those are the tougher fights because everyone wants it so goddamn bad, and they. Everyone's hungry and they're they they don't have a full belly yet. Mm-hmm. So I, I got very fortunate to be able to sh- to fight Shogun. I think he was ranked seventh, and I was completely unranked. I only had one fight in the division. We should talk about Shogun Harrington. You were going to say something there, I'm sure. Just jump back on, but then we'll talk oh. about Shogun because on the fight that you're potentially going to be on is his last ever fight. Mm-hmm. And we'll just talk about a legendary career. But go ahead, Harrington. I just wanted to follow up. You were asking about that card. It is the only fight that has been announced so far for the second quarter of 2023. Uh, There's no location even named for that fight. So just the headline. Sure, sure. But so it's, uh, what is it? UFC 283. I'm just going to look this up. UFC 283, Shogun. What was your, I mean, obviously you've shared an octagon with Shogun. Yeah. Right. And you knocked him out. And that was on your comeback, right? That was my second fight uh, at light heavyweight. After I moved up. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a surreal moment to to be in there with Shogun because I was a little, I, I was, I've been a huge Shogun fan my my, as far back and I as I can remember being a fight fan, and I remember I I was a fan of him on accident, while he was walking out to fight me. I remember hearing his music and like, oh my god, they're Shogun. Yeah, yeah. Ah, fuck, you know, act tough, put a tough face on because he's coming for you, but. I just, I mean, we can, we, everybody knows how, how tough he was, uh, the, the performances he put on the fight of the decade one with Dan Henderson, the, I mean, we go on and on and on. Two about of those accolades. Henderson. Yeah. I mean, we can go on and on about his accolades, but yeah, just the way he held, the, I don't know the way he ran his career, the way that he, I guess, I don't just ran his life. Like no one really knows that much about Shogun. He's very private. He's very kept to himself. He doesn't talk a lot. He doesn't, his interviews are exactly what you would expect someone that doesn't want to be doing an interview to say. He just, but he shows up every single time and fights his ass off. And and there's just something that I, I got a lot of respect for him. And I'm well, actually, he, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I'm actually really happy that I get to be there, you know, like in the building retirement. for Shogun's last fight. That's, that's kind of one of those things you hold on to the rest of your life. Yeah, he was definitely one of the guys that inspired me when I first discovered what mixed martial arts were and I looked at it as a viable career option. I was watching a lot of Pride because I wasn't sure if it was going to be the UFC or Pride, you know, Mm -hmm. because they were both massive organizations. So I was watching both intently. And uh, yeah, when he went on that, 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 uh, did you ever watch the 2004 Pride Middleweight Grand Prix? You ever seen that? Yeah. Oh my God, the performances from uh, Shogun. Ricardo Rabona, 
let's have a look. Antonio, Rogero Nogueira, Quinton, Rampage Jackson, Alistair Overeem. I mean, the people that he beat and the, the way that he beat him. He was violence personified. He was he so really, nasty. He was so mean. Mean as a mother effort. I mean, like the soccer kicks, the stomps. I mean, the shooter box style, they had those stomps down. I mean, him, mm-hmm. Vandela Silva, his brother, Ninja, you know. But sadly, sadly, Father Time does catch up with everybody. Came to the UFC. I mean, he had that one loss to Mark Holman. Uh, where he yeah, when he out. first came in, that was weird. He posted and then blew out his shoulder or his elbow or something. Came to the UFC. Shocked the world by losing to Forrest Griffin. That's not an insult <laughs> on Forrest. It's not an insult. And, and, and Forrest is the man and a legend of the sport as well. But I think generally the consensus was that he was going to beat Forrest Griffin. Forrest taps him out. Then he beats Mark Coleman, knocks out Chuck Liddell, gets a title shot, loses, and then gets it again when he knocks out Leoto Machida and becomes the champion. And then the poor guy gets fed to John Jones. Nobody <laughs> yeah. knows it. Nobody knows who John Jones is at that time. This kid right. coming up, and then Jones just takes that ball and runs with it. Yeah, that was uh you know the the Dan Henderson fights are probably I mean they would be on my top three, you know, top four, five best, most ever. exciting fights I've ever seen. You know what I mean? It's just I don't know. Who's he fighting? He's fighting. Place? Hold on a minute. I just had it up a second ago. Uh he's fighting. Ihor Ihor Pateria. It doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. So Good. hopefully Good. this is the Good. guy. This <laughs> is the guy he that he gets to smash everyone up. The Brazilians get to go absolutely mental. Shogun gets to go out on a high. But hey, listen, as you said before, these young, unknown, up and comers. Yeah, he didn't know shit you know about I mean? me either. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, th- th- this guy obviously deserves to be there. You mm-hmm. know, he hasn't just been brought in as a punch bag. He's been signed. Because they don't sign someone to go around, just just get some scrub off the street. They sign them, and then they figure out I, what to do with them. And then I wish like, they okay, would. We'll give him to we'll give him to Shogun. Go ahead. I wish they would though. Like, I you, I just I, I know that's not how the sport works. I know that's not how the business works. And so I know that everything I'm about to say is essentially just an unreachable goal. But for guys like like reserve this for a couple of guys like guys like Shogun like just. Just bring him a dead body. And just, <laughs> and well, just well, let him kick and punch his fucking little heart out until he's ready to get out of there and let him raise his hands, leave his gloves in the octagon and walk out with his head held high. You know, like guys like that, I wish we could do that for. I understand what you're saying, but for Shogun, because if they do that and, and they, they, they had a habit of doing that, then that becomes a trend and people know that they've just given him an absolute scrub for his last fight to get beat. I don't think you'd want that. I know damn well I wouldn't want that. I mean, Absolutely, yeah, I would want that. Oh, I was going to say, it does have its perks. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you, can't you be yeah, honest with them? Can't, can't you be honest and say, Shogun, look, we're going to give you someone that you should beat because we want you to walk out of here with your head held high. But be very aware that we are bringing someone in Yep. That you should absolutely, because I could see where you get like an older aging guy that, you know, beats up some scrub, some guy that doesn't deserve to even be in there. And then that guy be like, well, shit, I got another couple in me. It looks like, you know, it makes them feel young. And, yeah, and sure. I, I could see that. But I, I suppose if you were really like, would you really feel bad about that? If they were saying, Mike, we're going to take you to the UK. We're going to put you, we're going to headline you on a fight night in the UK. 
for your last fight of your career. We're bringing in some scrub nobody. We want you to to go out on a positive note. Just be aware this is what it is. Did you say um, no to that? I, I, I'd say I'd want a real fight. I'd say, obviously, I don't expect a world-class belt championship contender. Probably not someone in even in the top five or 10 or even top 15. But I want to go out and give the people a real fight. I don't right. want to give me, you know what I mean? And that's not just because of pride. It's just because of the way I am. And looking at this guy as well, he's got a record of 18 and three. He has had one fight in the UFC. I wasn't aware of it. My apologies. He lost to Nikolai Negamarianu. That was UFC 277. Negamarianu's, you know, decent. Tough guy. Yeah, yeah, very, very tough guy. So he beat him. Uh, he beat Nikolai in round two. Uh, it was a stoppage. Knees and punches standing. And prior to that, on a massive, massive win streak, as I say, 18 and three. And those two losses came right at the start of his career, like in the first four or five. So, so it's, it's a tough fight. It's a tough fight. It's a real fight, but it ain't no gimme. It's no walk in the park and poor old Shogun. See, cause you're right. If, if you give them a gimme and they go out and they smash him or they're not aware of that. And then they're like, I've still got this guys. I'm sticking Mm -hmm. around. And then they end up getting some serious damage. Um, that's a shame, but also on the flip side, you know, there's a little part of, oh God, are we going to really let some 18 and three guy that no one's yeah. ever heard of? I didn't even know he'd been in the UFC and he gets to tee off on Shogun's head. Does he deserve that? Because Shogun, I'm telling you, for me, he, he's, he's a legend of the highest mm-hmm. degree. The highest degree. Or let him fight like another older guy. Yes, I agree with that as well. I agree the, with that. I Like the, the Cowboy Cerrone... Um, Joe Lozon, Joe Lozon, or Cal- it ended up being what was it, Cowboy and that never happened. Yeah, it was Cowboy and Dan Miller, Jim Miller. Sorry, Jim. Um, Dan was his brother, but uh, Cowboy Jim Miller. I fought Dan. Yeah, Lo- love that. Like, I you couldn't get a better fight than that. I, so, who would be really someone in the light heavyweight division that fits that kind of someone that's been around for a long time? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know either. I can't see the roster in front of me, so I can't think of it right now because yeah. we're live, Glover guys. Lover to Shara. Lover to Shara. Yeah, we're just going to throw you in a title fight. Yeah. That, wouldn't that have been amazing, though? All right, all right, all right. Uh, we do have questions that we're going to go to in just a little bit. Slow news week, guys. Uh, last one was a fun episode, uh, the, uh, yeah. the quiz. I watched it back in bed. I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> I definitely cheated my way to that victory. That's a, uh, you know what? That's, I brought up my father in law talking about Harrington. It's the first thing he said when he walked in. He was like, Yeah, Michael Bisbee, that cheating motherfucker. Hey, hey, <laughs> he he loves it though. He loved it. Thought it was funny. Everyone yeah, enjoyed the episode. No, it was fun. We'll do that like once a quarter or something. Yeah. Or like the past events in the UFC or something. Harrington can test our knowledge and people can play along. And uh, I'm still waiting on my trophy, guys. All right, guys, let's talk about Manscaped. January. Downstairs is out of control. Pubic hair all over the place. You think I'm going to trim it down because I'm going to have a nice time with my partner, my lady. Going to give her the goods. But guess what? You get the bloody, the old hair trimmer out. The thing that you used to use when you shaved your head and you slice your balls up to the max. You even get the shaft on a couple of occasions here and there. And you're like, no way. No way. I can't do this anymore, let alone pleasure my lady. That is where the Manscaped comes in. The Manscaped, as we know, is the world's leader when it comes to uh, trimming your trunk. 
This is the one that you want to use. The 4.0 is the best version yet. It's waterproof. It's got a great battery. It's got the skin-safe technology. It's the world's leader, okay? It's the best product. And in the performance package, you get the lawnmower 4.0. You also get the weed whacker to take care of those nose hairs, the ears hairs. You get the crop preserver, bold deodorant, and you get the crop reviver toner, right? But you can also get the platinum package. The platinum package is everything that I just mentioned, plus body wash, Ultra Premium Body Wash, Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner, and the Ultra Premium Deodorant, okay? So, look, listen, if you need to take care of yourself as a man, Manscaped is how you want to do it, and you want to do it cheaply, go to manscaped.com and use the code BISPING at checkout. You're going to get 20% off and free shipping. They also have nail clippers. they got the new body buffer and a dozen other products that you can use in your bathroom, okay? Not attracting the opposite sex, Maybe you need to go to manscaped.com and give yourself a bit of grooming. Not attracting the same sex, whatever you're into. Again, again, maybe it's those toenails. Maybe it's that, that you know, maybe you've been close to closing the deal a few times and they're like, no way. I ain't coming anywhere near that, okay? that If that's your experience, you got to clean it up. You got to sharpen it up. You got to trim it up. You got to go to manscaped.com. Use the code BISPING. You're going to get 20% off and free shipping. Um, we do have questions. I was looking at the news. There's not There's a lot nothing. here. No offense, yeah. Harry. It's not Harrington's fault. There's just no MMA happening. There's no big stories. There's no breaking stuff. There's no Jake Pauls. There's no scandal. There's no Conor McGregor. He's not up to anything. There's. What do we talk about? What is what is what is the top five fights that you think need to happen this year in the UFC, Anthony? If I was to ask you that, or not top five, what are some fights? Some fights. Um, Yeah, because I don't want it in in an order or whatever. What are some fights that you think, without question, definitely need to happen this year in the UFC as a fan? But John Jones at heavyweight, no matter what. We got to see John Jones as heavyweight. Jones and Ngannou, for sure. Preferably Jones and Ngannou. Um, there was a couple light heavyweight ones that I wanted to see, but I think a lot of those are just very personal to me. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see like a like an Ankaliyev Rakic matchup is very interesting to me, just because of the size of both of those guys, or like a Yuri versus Rakic. I, Rakic is so intriguing to me because he's just got such a different style. Um, 80, uh, 85, I, I would love to see. I, I think that you got you got to do Adesanya Pereira. Um, it, but it's got to. It's got to. you got to do that. But I honestly, one I'd love to see more than that is like Whitaker Pereira. That's a good one. That, I, I think that's a fight that Robert would take very easily. Yeah, Simply yeah. because he's so good, his feet are so fast, and we know about the wrestling and the takedown defense of Adesanya is always just past that test. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He's he matched, keep on the feet, stop it, maintain range. I don't think Pereira can do that. But you just said a minute ago, Rakic versus Yiri. Uh, and I'm going to give some fights that I think should happen in a second. But before I forget about that, Rakic, sorry, uh, Yiri surely gets a title fight upon his return. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so where does that leave you, Anthony? Because let's say they fight Glover and uh, Jamal, January, February, March, April. Say, let's say it's April. Mm-hmm. Do you think Yuri's back then, or do you think you get a chance? On a, well, now that you said that, as far as 
Because because you must have thought this through in your mind. Yeah, I think Yuri's probably going to be out longer than that. I think because they said when he when he relinquished the title, there was going to be over six. a year, right? I thought they said six months. Oh, I, I know that you. I they did initially, but then they came out. I think oh. Yuri said it. I'll be back in six months. But then now I saw something recently saying that he's going to be back quicker than what he thought. Oh, well, I hope so. Just, yeah. just that sucks, but um, I don't think Yuri will be back in time. Um, if they're trying to turn that title fight around pretty quick, I think that kind of just leaves me. Um, so I don't know but, there. You, but but regardless, though, go, go ahead. No, 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 no I was going to change the subject. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, though, so, so if you fight in March, which you were originally supposed to fight Jamal, mm -hmm. who do you think that would be? Is there a shortlist in your mind who that could be? Yeah, I think Paul Craig or Johnny Walker probably. But if they're going to turn that title around pretty fast, which is what it sounds like they want to do. Maybe you just um, skip I may that. just skip that. Yeah, I mean, we may just have to push whatever fight I was going to have in March and just bump it and I just fight in April or whatever. But that would be the perfect scenario. That would be, that would be, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a working man. I'm willing to fight again if that's what I need to do. So yeah, yeah. Um, before I forget though, do you think we could get like a, this maybe is more of a dream fight. Maybe it's less of one that may happen next year, but like a, uh, Chamayev Rachmanov fight. Oh, no, for sure. If well, I could make one fight right now, like you had like, give me three fights you have to make. It's John Jones and Gano. It's Chamayev. Versus uh, Rachmanov. And what's the third? The third would be. It's a it's kind of a coin toss, but I would probably go. Volkanovski. I would love to see like a Volkanovski Henry Cejudo fight. Okay, so this is a fun little game. We'll go around all four of us. Three yeah. fights that has to happen next year. So you went with uh, Jones versus Engano. For sure. Uh, Rachmanov versus Hamza. Mm -hmm. And the third one was, sorry. I, I I don't know if it would, but I would love to see Henry Cejudo Volkanovski. <sighs> oh, that's it. That, that is an interesting one. So, Jones and Garnu all day long. Mm -hmm. There's there's no question that that has to happen. You know, uh, Jones has talked about it for so long with his resume. We don't need to go into that. We all know. We all know. Uh, he's had the time to beef up. You know, of course, there's other factors contract negotiations, et cetera, with uh, Ngannou. He's saying that he wants to go box and things like that. But still, he's the champ. Jones is moving up to fight the champ. It's the fight that needs to happen. My next one, I would say Hamzat. And whilst you are correct, and I love it, and it's a mouth-watering prospect of a matchup with Rachmanov, uh, 15-0, I think, 16-0, mm -hmm. something like that, going up against 12-0 in Hamzat. Great fight. But... Hamza is 6-0 in the UFC and he's on the verge of a title fight. I There was rumors of it a while ago. Him versus Colby Covington. Him versus Colby. Yeah. Whole main event of Leon versus Kamaru 3. That needs to happen for a number of reasons because Colby wants to fight for the belt again. He's got to go through a top contender. Hamza mm -hmm. wants to fight for the belt. He's got to go through a wrestler. Someone like Colby that can go five rounds at a hard pace. Colby might lose the first one, might lose the second, but we'll take over in three, four, and five because Colby right. never gets tired. So that would be mine. And then third would be Conor McGregor because, you know, whether you like it or hate it, the sport is a way better, more exciting place with him involved, you know, because mm -hmm. he does attract eyeballs, excitement, passion, energy. He polarizes people. 
you know. Yeah. Uh, granted, big fall from grace. Can't deny that, but still. Versus uh, who? Versus, this is the big one. Oh, I, come Masvidal. on. Oh, that's a good one. I thought you were going to say Chandler. I like that one even better. Masvidal. I like Masvidal, Masvidal and Connor. Connor's walking around like a fridge these days. He was the fate of 185. Right? <laughs> he's walking around calling himself a fridge. Uh, he's, he's never seen 155 again. Or maybe he is, but not on his first bite back. Right. Uh, so he'll probably fight 170. He's fought mm-hmm. 170. Masvidal has fought 155 and 170. Right. They're both strikers. They've mm-hmm. both lost a few fights recently. So in terms of the trajectory of their careers, they did both get up here. Obviously, Connor got way higher. You know, he was a double champ, etc. He came here to take over and he fucking did it. Um, but they've lost a few. You know what I mean? So both mm-hmm. are kind of on a bit of a skid. Uh, they're both strikers. They've both been out for a little bit. And it'd be a fan, as a fan, their styles would make for an amazing fight. So mm-hmm. that would be my three. I totally agree with that. I love that. So you're saying that so far in this game that I'm the winner again? Yeah, I'll give you that. That was, that was ah, a good one. I forgot Hamilton, about Hamilton, Hamilton you, you don't have quite as long to explain. I did get a bit long-winded. <laughs> you have 30 All seconds right. for each fight. Go. Oh, you're giving me too much time uh, because this fight already sells itself. seconds. This fight already sells itself. These guys talk shit every single time. They are booked to fight. Patty Pimblett, let's see if he's for real versus Ilya Teporia. Uh, that's a guy, he gets the win over Patty, gets to shine. He can jump the line at 145 right into a title shot. Um, love no, that no. fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing fight. Will you, will you give us a second to comment on it. I mean, I don't know about jumping right into a title shot, but it's definitely going to elevate his, uh, it's going to elevate his, uh, his popularity. That's for sure. Elevate popularity, give him a big win if he was to beat Paddy. And for Paddy, for Paddy, it would be, um, it'd be, shut us up. But that's what I mean. He could shut up any haters, any doubters. Mm -hmm. He say, okay, all right, well, that guy's on a tear. He's ranked at featherweight. He's knocking every fucker out or finishing a lot of people. And I'm willing to step in there and fight him as opposed to just talking shit at a press conference. So it would be a win win for both guys, a win or lose for Paddy. You know what I mean? People still respect the fact you're going to take on a challenge, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to looking for easy. So good pick, Harrington, yeah. Uh, second, uh, I mean, I'm sick and tired of playing rocks, paper, scissors at the top of the strawweight division, and I'm sick and tired of Valentina just being on top of flyweight. I think the 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 fight to make, Zhang Weili versus Valentina Shevchenko, a champion versus champion. Uh, I would love to see another female double champ or – Valentina turned back, uh, uh, honestly, probably the most credible threat to her right now. Anthony, go first. Uh, that's a, uh, I totally agree. I, I would like to see Whaley. I don't know. She just got it back. So I like Correct. to see her defended a couple times first, but um, I wouldn't argue it just because of, you know, the depth of, of a couple of those divisions. There's some really, really talented females at the top of both. Uh, but past that, there is a far jump off in, in talent skill level. Yeah, no, I agree with that because uh, I, when I say that, I mean Anthony. Zhang only just won it back in her last fight. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Volkanovski, I mean, granted, Connor won the fight uh, against Alvarez, won the belt, and never defended before. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that was his second title. Uh, no, he beat Aldo, never defended, but whatever, whatever. Connor's fucking pay-per-view monster. Generally, you want to see a champion that's challenging for another belt. Defend about at least three times, I would say. You know, mm-hmm. Volkanovski's done that, I think, if not more, 
right? But anyway, but regardless, I think that should be kind of like the rule of thumb. There's a new rule I just brought in. To challenge for the next weight class above you or below you, you have to defend the belt three times. Did we like that well, rule? I don't I don't mind that rule. I don't it's mind that rule. rule. I, it is. That rule works. The only thing I have against it is, you know, right below her is Carlos Esparza. Nobody wants to see that fight again. Rose, we've seen that fight too many times. Amanda Lemos is somehow ranked above Jessica Andrade, who Zhang Weili already beat for a title. And Andrade beat Lemos within the last calendar year. So Strawweight is kind of a mess right now at, at the top there. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I see the, I definitely see the argument for, for just doing that super fight. I would like to see at Strawway just by, I'd like to see Zhang Wei Li and Jessica and Draj go at it again. I would because too. Yeah, because yeah, because listen, you can't take away from the performance of Zhang Wei Li that night. It was unbelievable. You she know? was pretty unknown though at that point. She, she was. was very unknown. I almost wonder quarter no, of guard. Nobody's done that, to, and she hasn't fought like that since then. Like she came out like she was shot out of a cannon. And just screamed across the octagon and got in Andrade's face, and she never recovered from that. Yeah. So, yeah. no, she hasn't fought like that since, and nobody has manhandled her or <laughs> woman handled, I guess. And or, Andrade or walked through Andrade. And Andrade, you know, mind because I called that fight. I was there, Shenzhen. She's probably like, you know, this is fucking Chinese girl. Like, they can't, they can't yeah, mess up. They don't know right. fuck all about this sport. Do you know what I mean? This isn't Wing Chun, okay? Mm-hmm. This isn't Tai Chi. Okay? <laughs> this isn't Crouching Tiger, Hidden Fucking Dragon. This is MMA. This is Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, Boha. And she's like, I'm just gonna go in there, I'm gonna pick her up, I'm gonna slam her on the fucking head, and then found out she fucked around, and she found out pretty quickly. You know what I mean? So yeah, on the chart of fuck around, and found out she found herself in the wrong place <laughs> on the chart. On the wrong graph, why up here? Yeah, yeah. Go good one, Harrington. But go on. All right, nine fight unbeaten streak versus. I mean, uh, what are we at? Another, I think, uh, ten fight unbeaten streak. Leon Edwards. Well, I guess it would have to be eleven if he gets through Kamaru Usman. I want to see the Leon Edwards Bilal Muhammad rematch because everybody and their mother talks about how Leon Edwards was way outpacing Bilal in that fight. I thought that first round was pretty close. I did not dig that eye poke. Uh, there is unfinished business there, and everybody and their mother is skipping over Bilal Muhammad for a title. Give the man his due. He's embraced the grind. He's getting exciting knockout finishes. He deserves his damn title shot. Well, on merit alone, I agree. I agree. You're right. He fought Leon. Listen. We watched a different fight. I we, we, we watched a different fight. I we love Bilal. I love Bilal. He's the man. You were watching funny. a different fight. He's got a great sense of humor. No, no, no. <laughs> listen, granted, there was still a lot of the fight to go. But, you know what I mean? Leon looked like he was he was doing well. Uh, sorry. Yeah, Leon. Yeah, he was doing mm-hmm. great there. But who knows? There was still a lot of the fight left to play out. Uh, and I agree. In fact, Harrington, this is the first time uh, you reach out to Bilal. Get him on the show, please. Um, yeah. You might have to do it through my... Or Anthony's Instagram. I mean, you're not having my login details because they might they might not even see yours. But reach out to Bilal. We'll get him on the show and see what he thinks about it. But that's a good that's a good one. The show Twitter has the blue check mark. That'll that'll get me in the door. There you go. Do it on Twitter then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> does right. no one does no one want to see these vendettas get settled? I want to see Sean O'Malley versus Cheeto Vera rematch. Yeah. Number one. Love that. And number two, I want to see RDA versus Conor McGregor. I know you said he's probably not going to go back and fight at that weight class again, but maybe a catch weight, maybe something like that. I don't know. I just want to see that fight. Do you have a third? You already hit it. I just want to see John Jones fight for the fight for the heavyweight title. We know that's what his next fight is going to be. Just fucking <sighs> do it already. 
Just right. do it already. You're absolutely right, Brian. I mean, I'm not here to shit on John. I'll leave that for you, Anthony. Um, um, when somebody steps up a weight class, it captures the imagination of the audience, the buying public, whatever. They're like, whoa, he's stepping up a weight class just like that. He's done it. He's had one training camp to do it. So therefore, you get the credit of being able to be a light heavyweight champ and a heavyweight champ or a featherweight and a lightweight champ. And like Volkanovski, the featherweight and lightweight. When you go away, you take fucking almost three years to reinvent yourself and you're going on a serious powerlifting regimen and you're taking all the steroids, the steroids, supplements. I, that was a slip of the tongue. I meant supplements. I meant supplements. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, God. Oh, dude. We, that That's was the not... headline. That's the headline. Well, no, it's not because I immediately eradicated they're not going to list they're not going to post that they're not going to post that it's going to be every it's going to be bjpin.com start start with an s okay steroids and supplements same bloody thing anyway he's taking all the Stanley did it again all the supplements under the sun do you know what I mean he's beefed up he's on the steak he's on the eggs he's on the porridge and he's on the rice and beans whatever you want to call it Um, it's all right. well that's just a heavyweight versus a heavyweight time to get it done yeah, we need to see it. We need to see it. And I don't know that it's all him. I know for a fact. Go on, sorry. Well, I know for a fact that they were trying really hard to make the Stipe fight. They tried really hard. John was willing. Stipe, uh, sounds like Stipe was the one that either wasn't ready or couldn't be ready or or whatever. So okay. he's trying. I'll give him that. He's trying. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, fair enough because – you know, and Garn, who's still recovering, still, I don't think he's still contractually I settled. Th- I think he could try harder, though. Like, I John, think there's a couple guys that he really wants to fight. You could call out some others and you say, hey, listen, I fight want Curtis to Blades. Fight, fight, fight Curtis Blades then. You know what I mean? So like, I, I want to get fighting. I've been on the sidelines right. long enough. I want Ngannou, but he's acting up. I don't know what he's doing. He's going through his recovery or he's going through negotiations still. Mm-hmm. I want Steve Miocic. I've called mm-hmm. him out. And he doesn't want to do it just now. So give me the next best guy or give me whoever, you know, he needs to get vocal on social media. If he really, mm-hmm. really wants to fight, then that's what I, as a fan, I'd like to see him do that. And I think that would get him a fight pretty quick pretty because quick. I think the, the buying public and it doesn't last forever. Want to see John Jones in there. Right. Who's that Russian guy that just fought that just smoked Derek Lewis and smoked, oh, uh, Sergei Pavlovich. Fight that guy. Yeah, just call that guy out. Fight Sergei Pavlovich. Fight him. Why not? He's the best in the world. Oh, yeah. No, I I think John would smoke him. Smoke him? You think so? Yeah. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong. If that guy connects, he's he's knocking anybody out. But I think John can beat him. I don't know about. I'm that. thinking if John okay. takes him down, from what I've seen from Pavlovich, and granted, I'm I'm basing this upon one fight versus Alistair Overeem. Overeem caught the kick, put him on his back. Oh uh, yeah, and he didn't look like he knew what he was doing off his back whatsoever. Do you right. know what I mean? Yeah. With, with respect to him, you know, he's a banger, and mm. if he connects with you, he can knock anyone on the goddamn planet out. That's a fact. Off his back, he doesn't look like he knows what he's doing. Right. You know, I would be so interested interested to see. John Jones, like uh, Curtis Blades. That's very interesting to me. That's very interesting to me. So now you're talking about a high-level, high-stakes matchup, you know, because no disrespect to Sergey, I I love the guy. And maybe I'm wrong, because as Mm -hmm. I said, I'm basing I was just thinking really big heavyweight. That's what. Oh, yeah. No, no, some real threat, Mm -hmm. some real danger. 
You know, something that's going to touch you and put you to sleep, of course. But you want to talk winner-takes-all type of fights? John Jones, Curtis Blades for the, all the marbles, all the title shots, all the glory. Interim Ooh. title fight, would we say? Yeah, I don't see why not. I know people don't like interim titles, but the, the heavyweight title has been... Yeah, it's... I mean, it's been a year. Mm-hmm. It's been a year since he last fought, and that was yeah. against the interim champ. Yes, Brian? Do we know what's going on with Francis? Are they friends again, or, or is it know. still up in the air? Who? Well, the UFC and Francis. Oh, sorry. It yeah, sounds like they're getting along okay. Just from what Dana said. I, I was going to say, Dana came out kind of recently ish before Christmas mm-hmm. and said yeah. something and said, We're good. Like it's going fine. well. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, yeah. There we go. Fingers crossed. We've got some uh, big fights. I'm sure this year is going to be a big year for the UFC 2023. Yeah. Uh, Volkanovski fight. Getting off to a good start. I was devastated in February, though that we're not going to have Paolo Costa versus Robert Whittaker. I was looking forward to that one. Me too. Bit of a bummer. All right. Well, listen, the bits and bobs have been showing up, Anthony. I see that before we get to questions and round this one up. What have we got there? Talk us through the bits Uh, and bobs. Brian, you want to jump into the four shot? Because I think you can see all the wall in the four shot, right? There we go. Look at that. Oh, 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 hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. What was Hamilton watching now when we came? What was that? <laughs> it was uh I was I was doing research for the show. I was doing research for the show. Yeah, what me too. Yeah. Fo- screen, it was fo- screen share it real quick. Wait, we just press play. Whatever it was that you just stopped, press play. It was a uh it was a woman uh who claims to be an ex-girlfriend yes. of Andrew Tate defending him. Right, so show research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So mm. the, hey, hey, this is the thing, and leave it on a four shot a second. This is the thing, right? Me and you, Anthony. Mm-hmm. We're live. We're on the camera. We're, we're we're straight from the top of the dome, right? They jump off, yeah. and, then, and then and then every time Harrington, it's the finger. When the finger comes up from Harrington, I know he's gonna go. Uh, 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 actually, correction. Yeah, <laughs> and you're full of shit. You're so wrong, Michael. And I'm gonna say it to the world now. I mean, I like you doing it because I like to give accurate <laughs> info. But don't be so fucking smug. We know you're googling, you little prick. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me jumping in being like hey, when you guys are ready when you guys are done having whatever engaging and, and thought-provoking and, and life-changing conversation you're having i have mm-hmm. just a you know bit of fact checking here life change there was no life-changing conversations on this episode let's be no. honest uh, uh, um, we need some fights guys how much do you need some good notes um wait we're going through the bits and bobs I was just about to say, we're going through the bits and bobs and we're going to have a little quiz for you on Thursday just for the sake of it. But um, Anthony, what have you got? Uh, well, back here on this shelf, we got a couple lion posters. The black one, the black one with the lion is the, like, the first lion uh, painting I ever got. Then there's my logo that was uh, a guy that I buy some like woodworking stuff from on Instagram sent me. There's a, like a jujitsu sign that I got from a believer. The bush light sign is from a believer. There's this little bear right here. Uh, it's got UBFC painted on its gloves. It's the ultimate bear fighting championship. So one of the believers sent it. It's got this whole, <laughs> it's got this whole note with it. It's it's goddamn awesome. Um, what else? I haven't got them all hung up yet, but a lot of them you can't see. But there's awesome. there's these real cool, um, uh, like Mortal Kombat type uh, canvas paintings that someone made for me. Uh, there's a bunch of cool shit. I got my bar sign. You can't see it, but I got a thing that says the Lionheart Lounge. Uh, oh, above, that's above cool. the bar. I got all the 
got all the booze and the decanter and wouldn't that be cool when you retire to have the you know an actual the Lionheart like a bar yeah it would be Lionheart Lounge Lounge. wow I want that dude we should we should do like Lionheart Lionheart Lounge like Lionheart and the Count we should start like well, a bar. The count and the line heart. <laughs> I'm joking. Hey, I used yeah. to be a restaurant manager. I, I will humbly accept. Oh, the did you really? Did you oh, really? Yeah. For a long time. At like fancy or we could just club. start the Believe You Me bar. I'm, 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 we could have one in California and one in Nebraska. I'm Mine will do significantly me. better than Mike's for sure. But why would you in the bar though? If we were to do one, one. Bearing in mind we're yet to get together. You know, Vegas. That's going to be the issue. You guys are in New York. You're in Nebraska. Right? I'm moving to Vegas right Canada. now. We're not moving to <laughs> no, Vegas. No one's in Vegas. I'm not going to Vegas. No one. I like my Vegas. life. You, you the by is in Vegas. And we travel in and out. And we leave for a reason. You guys don't need to be at the bar all the time. Let's That's... just talk about this real quick. Anthony, could you live in Las Vegas? No. God, no. I just got my taxes, though. Oh, my God. Oh, dude. Yeah, we already talked about this a little bit. California's expensive. Yeah, it's not great. Oh, God. Oh, God. I could live in, and the the more, the more I get taxed, the more I think living in one of these taxless states like Texas, uh, Nevada, Florida. What other ones are tax free? Mm. South Dakota. South Dakota. In the South Dakota. For those people that don't know, uh, in Australia, UK, wherever, the way the taxes work here, you get your federal tax, which is what normally you, you know your government tax, but then you get your state tax on top of that. And some of the states have small, some of the t- states have zero, and some of the states have very high, like thirteen percent. And when I first moved here, the state tax was a deduction of your federal tax, mm-hmm. which is no longer. Which is not the case, huh? Which is not the case anymore. It's just yeah. an extra thirteen percent, just because you live here. <laughs> it's bullshit. So I, I have the list of states. It's Alaska, Florida, Nevada, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Washington, and Wyoming. So Wyoming or Tennessee would be a nice place to live. They'll pay you to live in Alaska. Not only do you not have to pay taxes, but they will pay you. Alaska, there's just no chance. No one in the right mind is going to go and live in Alaska. Okay, let's just get that out there right now. Uh, there's a lot of Mr. Mr. Van Zant is from Alaska, I think. Who's that? Mr. Van Zant. What's his name? Austin. Austin Vanderford. Vanderford. <laughs> is he? Well, he's not in fucking Alaska anymore, is he? No, he's in Florida. Bellator champion challenger. Yeah. Austin Vanderford. Nobody, yeah. just Mr. Van Zant. Okay. Mr. Van Zant. Van Zant. <laughs> Do you know what? He's he's the nicest guy. You know. He is. He he's, is. Austin. He's a lovely fella. He, he, really, is. Is. he really. I've is. been around him a handful of times. Super cool dude. Really down to earth, super chill. <sighs> Let's like be honest. Guy. Brian, Brian, just bring up Paige Van Zant's. Um, see, this should have been the start of the show. Just bring That's up how we should have started it. If we, should, we would have had way more subscribers. Sorry, <laughs> Austin. No, I love Austin. I love Austin. He's the man. And so is Paige. Paige is really, really She's super cool, too. She's so nice. So polite. You know, but she's making some money. And she's like, she's, she's definitely going down a certain path. Certain yeah. avenue, you know, titillation, you might call it. Yeah, you know? she seems extremely nice and polite to me. She's uh, hey, yeah, very nice lady. Scroll down it a bit, Brian. <laughs> he's looking this way. He's like, no, keep going, keep going. Let's get some other ones. Hold on. There's, oh, there he is, right there. There's Austin. Oh, there guy. he is. There yeah. he, this is a better six shot to show. This is what I mean. 
<laughs> oh, bloody, she must be killing it on OnlyFans. And, and there's oh, Austin. there he is again. That's what we were looking for, right? Yeah, that's that Austin, was, I'm telling you, both both of them, they're absolutely lovely. They are Austin. I was talking to him on when I was uh, Fight Island when the, mm-hmm. the first time in 2020, and just the nicest guy, really yeah. smart. And and Paige is absolutely lovely, but I'm not sure, you know. What, what, I, hope, I, I hope I hope she's making a goddamn fortune. She's killing it, I'm sure. She's killing it. I hope so. Without hope so. question, but with questions, I have some, or you have some, hopefully. Send them in if you do to bynpod at gmail.com. First one of the year. Uh, we're gonna be back to normal Thursday. Guess. Uh, if I what about a Wednesday going forward? But well, that's something I'll leave that to marinate in your mind. Anthony, would a Wednesday work better for you than a Thursday? Um, no, I don't think so. Okay, well, are well, you well, be- are Wednesdays better for you? Not really, but it's just yeah. something I was thinking about. But sir, if you have a question, bympod at gmail.com, Harrington. Well, before Harrington comes in, because he's taking his sweet ass time, yeah, we should, do, we should do like a YouTube live this week together because I'm going to train, but once I'm done training, like. I just kind of sit in my Airbnb and just sit there bored. Well, let's do what well, well, we will do one, but I was going to say, uh, what is the first UFC card? I know you said it earlier. Harrison. It's not the pay-per-view. What is no, it? It's Imoval versus uh, Gastelum. Should we do a live while that's going on? Anthony? Like, like the main card or like the co-main and main or? Yeah. Like the main, uh, the main cost three, three hours, isn't yeah, it? But, you know, yeah, you got like an hour and a half of it. Yeah, like the last two fights. Last. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we'll, yeah. Oh, whatever. We'll figure it out. We'll announce it on Thursday. Harrington, yeah. go ahead. If you're watching on Instagram, if, sorry, if you're listening on uh, uh, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you find podcasts, hold on, hold on, hold on. it's okay. Brian's yeah. gonna edit this bit out. Brian, don't edit it out. <laughs> you, can, you, you got this, Harrington. First one of the year, 2023. You do a fantastic job. Let's start as we mean to go out. Let's go. If you are listening on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find podcasts, make sure you subscribe. Leave a five-star rating, positive review. It helps us out on those platforms. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, make sure that you subscribe to the channel and you hit that notification bell to find out whenever a new episode drops. Also, if you want to catch over 400 episodes completely ad-free and uncensored, head to GasDigitalNetwork.com. Use the promo code BYM. Get a seven-day free trial. Check out over 20 great shows on the net. I've got one question for Anthony. Hmm. What are you weighing right now, Anthony? Uh, I was like 220. So I've come down a little bit. Yeah. Guess what? I was on the scale this morning. How much? 231. Oh, that's why you're stopping drinking. You got yeah. You got to know your feelings about your weight. Yeah. No, two th- well, I'm going to Perth, Anna. Yeah. I want to have my top off around the pool. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I want to be on the beach. I don't want to be a Mr. Blobby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm like, right, shit, it's got to get this together. But I, I went off the deep end because I was like, yeah, I didn't have, I haven't had a drink in two days. Um, but I took the eating to the extreme, but nobody starts a diet on a Sunday. Let's no, be no. honest. I was like, tomorrow's yeah. Monday. I was, I'm not drinking. I ate a lot of chocolate. We had a lot of food, a lot of pizza. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck it. We'll start <laughs> Monday. Uh, Brian, what do we have? All right. So the first question we have here today is from a lady. We have Claire from England. Hi, Claire. Hi, Claire. Hi, everyone. This is a question from Claire from Sunderland in England. Um, my question is, after the recent passing of Stefan Bonner, who quite clearly had problems, um, and speaking to Mark Coleman at the For the Love of MMA here in the UK last year about his 
alcohol addiction. Um, my question is, does the UFC have anything in place that helps and supports guys, either past or present, with addictions? Um, and if they don't, do you think that's something that could happen or would happen? Um, yeah, because I feel like in, in a sport where all of a sudden that is your life and then when you retire or finish, you're left with pretty much nothing. I think that must be a hard transition. I just want to know as well what, Michael, what you think about when your career sort of your fighting career ended and you had to find something else. So, yeah, keep up the great work, guys. Thank you. Well, thank you, Claire. Uh, great question. Great question. Um, I love the hair. Yeah, nice. the color was nice. You got very nice hair, Claire. It looks like you spent yeah. some time with the curlers before you came on and did that. So well done. We like to see uh, presentable people on this show. It is a good question, uh, and and I'm I'm gonna say what I truly feel, and people are gonna say that I'm sticking up for the UFC. I, in short, I believe yes, yes we do, but I think if you look at where from when the UFC bought the UFC in 2001, and then you look at it now. They're, make, they're making changes all the time. You can't click your fingers and have it all done overnight. Like when it was, there was no rules for crying out loud. The first thing was getting it commission. Uh, sorry, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, sanctioned. The mm -hmm. first thing was getting it sanctioned. Then they introduced the rules and all the rest of it. Then it was getting on TV. Then it was making it popular. Then it was insurance for health insurance for the fighters because we do have that. Do you know what I mean? You get hurt in the fight or in training camp, you're covered. Uh, you know, and then there is other things. Now they have the performance institute and now fight week, you show up and they help you with the weight cuts and they give you everything you need to make weight and your food and your diet and all the rest of it. There was none of that. And there's no doubt a bunch of other things as well. And I know I sound like a company when I, man, when I say this, and I do believe that should be a next evolution of the sport. And I believe as it gets bigger and bigger, we will see more stuff like that, you know, some kind of support system for fighters afterwards that are struggling. Uh, you know, when you compare, because the thing is it often gets compared to the NBA and the NFL, but I don't know when the NBA and the NFL were founded, but this is, ago. this is a long time ago. In fact, I am interested in that, Brian. Just look that up. When was the NBA and the NFL founded? The point I'm making is they've had, they, they make a lot of money and it's been for probably 100 years. I don't know. That's a guess. So there has been a lot of changes made and I think we will see a lot of other changes coming in. And, and in 20 years' time, the sport will be different. And in 20 years' time, I would like to see maybe something like that in place. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Who, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? So the uh, NFL was founded in the 20s and the NBA was founded in the 40s. Right. So about 100 and about 80 years. Yes, Harrington. I actually made this point recently uh, uh, on a live I did. The Phoenix Suns just sold. The one team in the NBA just sold for as much as the entire UFC did. So if you look at the payroll for one UFC or for, sorry, for one NBA team versus the UFC roster, that's a comparable, like a, a, yeah, a yeah. right. Um, I guess to add on just to the post career stuff, but the UFC does have, um, some steps as far as the addiction and, and some mental health stuff. It's not necessarily like an in-house, um, thing where you go to the UFC and the UFC has someone that's on staff that's going to help you with that. But, um, and there are new contracts. Um, 
I don't know if they were in the I don't say I don't think they were in the old ones, but in the new contracts, I believe there is a like if you were to get caught with drugs or you were to get caught like with a DUI or get in some trouble like that or something, I think you're made to go to some sort of evaluation oh, really? or or something. I believe it's in like our uh, our code of conduct guidelines. Yep, yep. Um, but and then I, the record th- th- that is new because when I was fine, that was never. Yeah, with it. yeah, it's in the code of conduct. So it's like if you were to get in trouble for a drinking offense or something, then you know you have to tell the UFC they got to be informed. And then you can go down whatever kind of path you guys figure out. But I do believe that in that in that whole part of my contract, I do remember it saying something like, you know, if you need some help with substance abuse, some sort of addiction, you know, the UFC will will help you with that with that part of the, and even and not, even if you're not in trouble, like you just have an issue. Mm. Um, I again, it's, I don't think it's an in-house UFC thing, but I, I think that they will give you the resources to to make sure that gets done, which I think is <coughs> super cool. And and again, I'm gonna sound just like you, like a you know, UFC Homer, I have no doubt in my mind if I was to call Mick Maynard or to call Hunter or to call Dana and said, I got a fucking problem here. Like I need some help. I don't doubt for a second that anybody in the UFC could call whoever their contact in the UFC is and they wouldn't get it up to someone that could make sure they get the help they need. Mm. I truly, truly believe that. And I truly know that. I, I I've never heard of anyone not getting the help if they if they come out and talk about it and they're very upfront. But that is always the hard part, isn't it? The it's hard part is admitting it. admitting to yourself that you have an issue, mm-hmm. and then being humble enough and going to someone and sharing that. Because sometimes it's hard enough when you're you've got the addiction issue yourself just to admit it to yourself, right. let alone people that you respect and right. their your opinions. Yeah, <laughs> and your boss opinions matter to you. Do you know what I mean? As I say, mm-hmm. first part is yourself. So, yeah. But, Claire, thank you for your question. It was a good question. And rest in peace, of course, Stefan Bottom, one more time. Um, a lot of guys passed away this year. My yeah. God. My God. If you had to guess, who would it be this time next year? Do you think I'm still going to be here, Anthony? I think so. Don't put that evil out there, Michael Bisman. Jesus. All right. Well, no, Anthony's been said it. I'm going to be here yeah, this time so. next year. Good, good, good. What else have we got? All right. So, uh, wait, I'm wait, sorry. Wait, wait, Just trying to lighten wait, the wait, mood. Wait, 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 wait. Do you still got that black Range Rover? Who, me? Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, never mind. Why? Why? I was going to say, if you weren't going to be here, can I have the Range Rover? <laughs> <laughs> they fall apart, bro. I remember you telling me that. They you fall apart. I, I wouldn't hear it. I had three or four in a row, and then every single one I had issues with, and then in the end, I was like, they're shit. They're shit. Never, ever, 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 ever darken my doorstep again, a Range Rover. Never again. <laughs> Sorry, I probably should have staged these the other way. They're kind of going from most heavy to least heavy. But this one here is uh, from Mr. That was a heavy one. Stephen Leach. Yeah, I probably should have anchored the questions with that one. My bad. Stephen. So my question for Michael and Anthony is, I'm sitting here watching the Jamal Hill fight versus Tiago Santos. And there's plenty of fights I watch where a fighter will have another one against a cage and he won't get back off and get to the center of the octagon. If you could explain what's so hard about that, it looks very simple to me. It looks like you should just be able to just push him off you and just be able to get right back to the center. But it's probably not that easy. So if you can give me some context on that, I'd appreciate you guys. Thank you. Take it away. Yeah, it's one of the hardest things to do inside the octagon. It, it's uh, There's a lot of intricacies to it, but – you know, when you have a, another grown man, first of all, Tiago Santos is absolutely strong as shit. He uh, just, just looking at his build, you would imagine like, oh, okay, you know, this guy's strong. He's 
twice or three times as strong as he looks. So when he gets a hold of you, it's really, really tough to move, and you got to be able to move your shoulders. He, he does a good job pummeling inside. Uh, it's just – it's tough. It's tough. When you're trying to slide down the wall, you have to be able to slide down the fence a little bit and turn into him. If that guy's got – got to remember, like, you're flat on the fence, and that guy's at an angle. So he's digging his feet in and pushing you up against the fence. Um, all the while, there's a lot of stuff you could do if you, there was no threat of getting punched or kneed in the face. Um, so not only do you have to defend the takedown, work on your hand position, fight the hands, but also be aware that, you know, if you pull your hips out and your head goes down, that your the knee is coming. Or if you create too much separation from being chest to chest, as soon as that separation happens, there's probably an elbow or hard shot coming. So, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot to it, but it, it's, it's a lot harder than it looks. I echo all of those sentiments fully agree on everything and yeah because you hear about it a lot people saying oh they just need to back off let's just say it's the guy that's in control driving the opponent up against the fence and yes and you hear commentators say and i've probably said they've got to disengage you've got to disengage i know myself though you know Mm -hmm. when i might be saying that i know how hard that is in a perfect world though in a perfect world i'm saying they need to try and disengage or if they continue to do it i might be critical but just disengaging can be hard because you're locked in in such a way that you can't just separate and if you do try and separate like that you're allowing yourself to be in a vulnerable position to where they Mm -hmm. can get a clear and easy takedown or perhaps they can land an elbow or a big knee or a punch to the face or whatever so it's disengaging in a way that's physically possible but while still maintaining a decent defensive posture in terms of takedowns and strikes that you're going to get hit with, you know. And as I say, if you're locked in in a 50-50 and under-under, you can't yeah. like you can't just go. All right, All hey, right. <laughs> I'm just going to back off now because if if you go back, they're going to come forward. Continue to go back, they're going to spin you. Then, then right. as you go back, they're going to spin. Then you're going to be up against the fence. So it's a very it is harder than what you think. What you've got to try and do if you want to disengage is get an advantageous position like a tie clinch or something like that. Mm-hmm. Throw a knee and then disengage, whatever. But yeah, there is nuances to it. It is it is a tricky situation because you're all kind of locked up. But that was a good technical question. Well yeah. done, Stephen. I think it was Stephen. It was Stephen. Good man, Stephen. Now, uh, we're done with technical questions and heavy questions. Thank this, God. This Smoke is, coming out my ears. Is another question from a lady. Oh. Okay. All right. A lady. Roland Vixer. Hello there, Anthony. My oh God. Brian and of course Harrington. My name is Sophia, and this is my question. Would you ever have sex with a robot? Yes. I forget. Sorry. After I searched my database and found how you broke your back. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that was how I broke my back. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. That because, fucking look on her face. Oh God, they're brilliant, aren't they? My God. Uh, uh, I mean, stick a wig on it. You know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know where was it's it? It's good I looking. Think, I'm good with it. I think it's Japan. They just allowed life size sex robots to be taken through customs. Oh God. Yeah, yeah. But um, what was the question again? Would we have sex with a robot? Yeah, would you have sex with a robot? I mean, everything's going artificial intelligence these days, isn't it? It's yeah. the way I think future. at some point in time, we're gonna, that's just going to be the norm. We're just going to be stuck in the mud otherwise, aren't we? Stuck in yesteryear. <laughs> what do you take me for? I evolve with the times. <laughs> yeah, um, we're smart. 
what was I thinking of there? There was something else about robots. Uh, uh, whatever. Harrington, I'm sure, I'm sure you would. In fact, Harrington's done it a few times. I wouldn't be I'm shocked sure. if Harrington I'd be shocked if Harrington has it. VR oh, porn, I mean, virtual reality porn. Yes or no, you've done that, Harrington. Oh, VR porn for sure. Do for motorized sure. pocket vaginas count? Because I definitely know Harrington's done that. He did it on camera. <laughs> on, motorized pocket vagina. On camera. Yeah, the, yeah, well, the auto blow was a sponsor for a couple of different shows on the network, and you know, they needed somebody to test it out. <laughs> I went for it. Wow. On wow. camera. Yeah, it was all right. I mean, not Never. my 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 face was on camera, not Never mention that again. I don't want to hear that ever again. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. What was I going to say? What was I going to say? Uh, uh, oh, talking of virtual reality and stuff, though. Have you ever used the Oculus? I, yeah, we got one. Yeah, they're amazing, aren't they? Yeah, but they're a lot we, of fun. We got it a couple of years ago when it first came out, and this company I know, Block Asset, sent me like the latest one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Lucas for Christmas, and we got him a game from like it's like The Walking Dead. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so real. I put it on last night for the first time. I've got concerns. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like this. If you wanted to, never mind like a guy playing Grand Theft Auto and thinking that's bad for a kid, right? He is playing the game. You got to pull your knife out. You got to pick, pull your gun. You got to do it all properly. You got to pick things up. You, It's creepy as hell. And then to kill the zombies, you got to really, really, really fucking stab them with the fucking knife. With the remote. Oh, yeah. No. I'm, I'm, are you going to chop their heads off? Oh, God. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing. I've never looked at the porn. I don't want to look at the porn, but apparently the porn's pretty good as well. <sighs> Jesus. On that note. I'm glad you I'm glad you washed all our brains from Harrington and the whatever the fuck he was talking about. We should do an episode in VR. I'm in. How do you do such a thing? Oh, I'm not. Oh, they have like a, like a VR chat room so you can all just hang out in vr in the same room it's it's pretty lame would that be the metaverse we'd all be hanging out in the metaverse would we no listen we're 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 not doing that uh i think that's the show guys we're working on a guest for thursday not sure who it's going to be yet but we will have one um happy new year to everybody have a great one that's the show boys and girls yeah we're out here gonna go to the dance